What have you been cleaning, bitch? You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Bowler, how are you in back rubs? You know, you're a cute bowler. Hey, bowler, boost me up. Bowler, please, this piracy has to be kept out of the press. Please, Bowler. You can have anything you want. This will be the easiest money you ever made, Bowler. That's what friends are for, Bowler. Hey, Bowler, that, that was just a joke. I'm not in this for the money, Bowler. She's the lightest. Why don't we boost her up? He's the one doing the boosting. Bust. Bust? Say boost. You better be streaming sats. The bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. Send your dick pics. <laughs> oh yeah. Keeping bowls in dumb places. Since 2008. And coming to you live. From Bowl After Bowl Studios in FEMA Region 7 on a Tuesday night. Hope you're feeling all right. It is October 24th, 2023. We're a week from the spooky Halloween show. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you are a bowler finding yourself listening to episode 277 of Bowl After Bowl. That number just keeps going up, baby. That's right. Number go up. Number go up. Who's what's better? What's better than that? It's just how time marches on, my friends. That's just how time marches on. Lot to discuss tonight, lots to talk about. It's been a fun week. Coming to you from another week of evening teaches. Got two down in the can uh, once this one wraps, and I'll have two more coming. Mm. So some late nights, uh, late starts to our nights, late nights in general. I'm becoming a day sleeper during this whole thing. That's just kind of what I do. We switch to the evenings and uh, we day sleep about it. What oh, a, what else? What so else you're a vampire now. Essentially. <laughs> Essentially. Tis the season. I'm not, you know, switching diets, but other than that, yeah, basically. Mm, yeah. You just sparkle in the sunlight. Mm. One of those. Shit. Kidding. <laughs> Oh, you haven't seen the sunlight in weeks. No, I've been in a code hole, which is a good thing. It's a good place for me to be. I've been needing this for a while, you know, just kind of get in there and uh, slam your head against the wall and overcome. Yeah. The the hardest part about it is like there's gigantic processes I want to do and big things that I want, but you can only get those big things one little thing at a time. Mm. 
and every little tiny little fucking how do I switch this data type to this data type? Just like every little thing, I got to look up from scratch. So it's been a piece by piece thing, but uh, I'm excited because tonight's post production will be remarkably easier Ooh. than it has ever been in the uh, post chapters area era. Mm. I should say. Got a little marker automation. Yeah, yeah. I've been working on this program I call Chapter Time. Chapter Time. Chapter Time. Chapter Time. This is going to be making chapters in record time for us. What time is it? It's Chapter Time. So, I don't know. I got the one, I got step one done, which is just like a huge fucking spike the football moment, even though I've got a lot left to go. Uh, This thing now will ask you the right questions about uh, what show you're producing and what episode you're working on. Based on those inputs, it takes the chapters file that you get from uh, the split kit that you always upload to the server. Mm -hmm. The version one of it, which does not, of course, have our post-production correct timestamps as the live timestamps correctly. But we do a little bit. We do a little bit of editing in post. What we do is we get all the levels right, and we essentially just shorten some of the longer silences. I try not to be too aggressive with it, but, uh, you know. The stony silences. Sir Primrose, from the very (laughs) beginning of our comeback, said, you know, you've got to take care of some of the silences and do just a little minimal post-production, or else I'm not going to listen to your dog shit podcast. And so we were like, oh, we got to have Primrose in the fucking bowler sphere. Yeah. We don't want to lose that guy. We want him on our team. So we we do a little bit of that in post. And of course that shifts the time which your chapters need to start. Mm-hmm. So what chapter time is going to do at the end of the day is it's going to take your chapters JSON file. It's going to make a CSV file of all the markers that you need so that you can import it right into Audition or really whatever other DAW you use because all the DAWs can import uh, markers. Now, that took me a second because I thought, all right, CSV file, comma separated values. Uh, but it actually makes a TSV, a tab separated values table out of the markers in a CSV file format, which was a little bit of a hoopty do. But I hoopty did it, I tested it's working. So I can get JSON chapters into a, uh, markers file that I can just right-click import with one click. It slaps all of those markers on there. No longer do we have to look up and convert one at a time, the seconds to hours, minutes, seconds format. And then back. And then back again. Yeah. We've got a fucking program that can do it. Oh, my God. So fun. So great. I've so, got the power. That's how it feels like. Yes, I'm it excited. does feel like that. Yes. Yes. Um, right now... It's only useful to me mm. and no one else on earth. So I'm going to make it fully useful to me tonight. I'm going to make it useful for you tomorrow and Thursday. Yay. So that you can use it for your next homegrown hit show. Save you some time post-production because I know that's a lot of it. It's the majority of it, really. <laughs> Making the chapters is a lot of it. And then once I do that, I will write it so that anybody can use it. And I'll just give it away to ask you what uh, your output folder is that you want to use. And just make it super easy, you know? That's what I keep hearing is people need it to be easy. Yeah, we need more automation. And shit. And here we go. 
So this is literally a Python file you can double click on and it opens up a console app and it'll ask you questions and you type the answers in and then it gives you what you need. Boom. Now, Boom. Boom. may I pry and ask how long it took to automate the piece you have right now? Uh, to get what I have right now, I probably put eight hours of straight work into it. Okay. But in two shows, that could potentially be six hours of work. Yeah, it depends. Like... Like I told you on the last one we were on hits, it I had to check, double check, and triple check my work because I knew I was tired. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with the wallet switching, I have to know that when the song starts, my artist wallet is up so that they're getting the sats and stuff. And so I don't want it to be messed up before I publish my feed. You know? Yeah. And so it was like, it got to be three hours a show that's just doing the chapters crazy mm-hmm. and i'm also i get distracted by other things i know that but <laughs> yeah i think that going from markers back to J- J- the json the the blessing is going to be i don't need to <clears throat> totally rewrite and reformat the file i just need to update the times yeah and then it's just click click so we don't need to fuck with any of the wallets or any of that like it's already in there no no sense changing that part yep just going to give it new timestamps so that you can overwrite that and use that as the chapters file. Sweet. Um, it also gave me some time to iron out some kinks in the feed that I didn't even know were there. Oh. But when you loop through your entire feed programmatically, <clears throat> and then you get errors like, oh, look, episode 44 is in here twice. Uh-oh. So, like, I guess somehow episode 50 got also tagged as 44. Hmm. Thanks, Podbean, for that. Thanks. And, Not. Uh, fix that. Uh, there was one random episode in the hundreds section that had the wrong art. It just had this, uh, regular lips art. Oh yeah. That was probably my fault. Just forgot to upload it at some point. Fix that. Cool. Also discovered over the past week that like we did, you know, we made the big hoopla of adding chapters and then we did that two shows in a row and we've been doing it ever since except for I've been forgetting the last part of putting it in the feed <laughs> so we've done all the work for adding chapters but for like for like a month we haven't added it to the feed so fuck sorry well no one said anything so I guess yeah. you know that you weren't detracting value <laughs> I guess not yeah. but they're there now <laughs> people are like ah oh, whatever mm-hmm. I had chapters for a little bit now I don't now I'm gonna listen to something else yeah <laughs> sorry guys I know you're not listening anymore, but we, the chapters are back. And you were double checking because last week, Rev Cyber Trucker was added as a value split in the Metal Moment chapter. That's right. So it's an it, it was an important week for chapters. And uh, so if you boost during Metal Moment, the boost goes to him. We just have a little sliver to watch those boosts, so we can still monitor them and give people credit and thank them and whatever. But uh, we also wanted to kind of catch up on some of the value Rev's given us. So we also got him in the main tag, too. A little yeah. piece will go to the Rev. Put a five split in for the, for the Rev, just in general. Mm-hmm. Because we appreciate him. Yeah. And uh, he's running out of storage, so he's going to, you know... He's put enough value in, damn it. He should have some coming out. Definitely. That's how this thing works. Oh, speaking of work, you did the first Homegrown Hits with uh, your remote setup. That's right. That was cool. The Roadcaster Pro 2 was awesome. It was super easy to set up and get going. And the default settings 
were nearly perfect when it comes to noise gates and such. Nice. Which was amazing. Um, but <laughs> being in the kitchen, as you were teaching in the bowl during my homegrown hits hour, uh, has some issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly my kids. <laughs> Three dogs plus four kids. What could go wrong, though? Yeah, I yeah. was I was worried about the dogs. Right. Because you come up for breaks, you've got like 15-minute breaks, and whenever they hear the basement door squeak open, they tap dance around, wag their tails, maybe bark a little because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Spence is coming up. We're going to go outside for a smoke break. And, well, the dogs don't smoke, but, you know, they have to go do their business. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't. they weren't a problem at all. It was just John. He wanted to come sit with me and watch the buttons and the colors and stuff. He's, like, amused by the roadcaster, which I get. It's awesome, and it's a lot of fun, but I can't have a two-year-old sitting next to me while I'm doing my podcast. It's just not going to work. <laughs> and he got real mad. Hmm. Real mad that I told him to go back to bed. So yeah. that's a fun... If you listen to the show... You may hear it and be like, what the hell is that sound? A little Easter egg in there. Yeah. Now you know. That's great. Two-year-old. The latest news, I literally just saw it. We've got our garlic on the way. Ooh. Time to get that on the ground. I ordered it months ago. I love our garlic. So, you know, before first frost, we can throw that down, and then it'll just be ready in the spring. Oh, shit, though. Now you're going to be allergic. (laughs) I told you, the diet has nothing to do with it. Uh, I'm Dracula, bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We had a fun time on Friday night. We did a little Bowls with Buds action. Yes, that was a lovely time. Lovely time. Talking about love with uh, Mousy Bear and Tunta. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten such overwhelmingly positive responses. A lot of people reached out to me thanking us for that conversation, which uh, I also texted Tunta and was just like, hey, man, I appreciate you bringing those stories out of us because there's certain conversations that it's like tough to have without the proper context and setup and people wanting to go there. You know? Yeah, definitely. And... um because it's the past, and we're always looking forward and marching forward and yeah. talking about things happening right now. Exactly. Not 10 years ago. But it's nice to have some place to have shared some of those uh, stories because it's made us who we are and um, yep. made us like stronger. <laughs> yeah. And but- shaped kind of how we view love in general. Yeah. Um, the tower card. I, I loved that. I actually re-listened to it two different times. Um Mainly, I was looking at the beginning, uh, re-listening to it, I was just looking for a certain mess-up in the time uh, that had been reported, but I think that must have just been an app issue or something else, because it sounded fine to me, and I've listened to the whole thing through twice now. Cool. Um, but the second time was just for pure, like, that was actually a fun conversation. I just wanted to hear it one more time. Yeah, I love those guys. It was great. It was fantastic. So if you haven't listened to that yet, bowlswithbuds.com gets you all of the uh, interview shows that we do. Even some of the Kansas City No Agenda Meetup group listened to that one. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we had a bunch a of... A rare occurrence. Uh, <laughs> we had a bunch of uh, tuners in and um, a great time. 
if you're interested in discussions, real candid and radically honest discussions about love, well, that's what that episode represents. So appreciate Mousy and Tunta a whole hell of a lot. Uh, speaking of Bowls with Buds, we got one coming up on this coming Friday, same time. It'll be around 8 Central that we launch with Vox. Yay, Vox. Back Vox. in the bowl. Vox will be back in the bowl, and she is back in the bowl. She just joined. Oh, in the bowl, Vox. In the bowl, I see in the bowl. If you're not in the bowl, man, it's it's really just as easy. If you've never IRC'd before, it's as easy as going to bowlafterbowl.com. You click on Listen Live. There's a Kiwi link, and that can get you started. Simple you can just, as. You can just do it in any old browser probably a pain in the ass on your phone Mm. but um still works although the desktop is preferred man if you have been using irc for a while and you haven't messed with the lounge cotton gin was preaching the lounge to me for years uh he got a lot of people on that thing before i got on but god it has changed my life for the better yes so now one machine in my home runs the lounge and then i can log into that instance and i'm always connected it's like a bouncer plus a relay to the shit so it doesn't matter where i'm at now i can always pop it up i don't need some kind of extra cheat app from discord into the other thing into this and that it's yeah just, it's just like always on like love it love mm-hmm. it ask me about the lounge I can help you set shit up i love uh doing it for people who don't know what they're doing because that's where i fit in you know despite these appearances or what you might pro- you know whatever thoughts you project onto me about my competency. Uh, really, I am just down here struggling, trying it one little thing at a time, like a good, honest uh, caveman. Yep. So just Banging your head against the wall promise, until it breaks. <laughs> promise you can do it. The only thing it takes is deciding, I'm going to do it, and then just not changing your mind about that decision. That's all. It's a matter of will, not a matter of ability. Mm. Thank God. I like that. Uh, yeah. You want to give some thanks? Yes, please. Talk about some value. I love talking about value. We did get some value in uh, since we last spoke. And uh, that's what this is all about. A value for value proposition, or as we discovered Friday night, a love for love proposition. You know, you can think about it in a myriad of ways. It's really just like, we love you and we put this thing together and we put it out there. So we love you all. You're the bowlers. Uh, and if you love us too, well, send some love back. We got a lot of ways to do that. Uh, we start off by reading these PayPal's, which was kind of the first internet way that boiled up from this whole value for value system. And it's still rocking. It's a legacy thing that is still working. Uh, it has its pitfalls. It has its uh, has its pain points, but uh, it also still actually allows love to get through. A little bit of taxing. Um, And we thank everybody dearly for that because that actually pays the bills. The bills automatically come out of there each month. So we kind of set that up and uh, it keeps the heart of the bowl beating month by month, which uh, we appreciate because, you know, when your heart doesn't beat, then you die. And we don't want to die yet. So thanking people who came in from the PayPal, we're starting off with Sharky Shark. Sharky. Thank you. Sharky Shark, you know Mr. Deutschbag, he came in with a 420 stonation. Hey. And he does it every month, which we very much appreciate. Thank you, sir. Keeping that uh, server running. Uh, we also got this one in from NetNed. Ten buckaroonies. Woo. This one actually came in uh, 
I want to say during the Bulls with Buds, although we had kind of taken off and gone by that time. And I usually don't even check the PayPal's during Bulls with Buds, full disclosure uh, for everybody involved. And then I usually check the PayPal on Tuesdays. And so if you do happen to send in a Bulls with Buds uh, donation and you want that read or you want some kind of a alert about it, please reach out to me. The various channels, Spencer at BullAfterBull.com is a sure way or hit me up on the Mastodons. NoAgendaSocial.com. I'm Sir Spencer over there. Uh, next up, we had a payment come in today from Vox. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Vox. In fact, just mere a uh, couple hours ago. And this one includes a switcheroo. Uh, so half of this donation, I'm just reading from the note she sent here. Half of this donation is for the last bowls with buds. And Tunta said instead of a split, he would like the donation to be credited to him and Mousy Bear. All right. So that's a switcheroo for... That 10, five goes to us, and five goes from them to us. But just credit them for the whole 10. Why not? The other half is for this show, because y'all rock. Woo! Well, thank you, Vox. You rock, too. And I'm very uh, excited to speak with you on Friday about some new developments Mm, that you have to announce. That's exciting. Yes. Tease, tease. Oh, you know me. I'm a little teasy boy sometimes. Oh, yo, uh, the sounds that you keep hearing throughout the show, by the way, if you're not already privy to this knowledge, that's the sound of live boostagram slapping the node right here in the bowl. Uh, yeah, every boostagram gets a strike. That's right. You can hear them arrive in real time because, uh, I mean, after all, it is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. And we've been rocking the new live son of a bitch uh, since the very beginning, literally, uh, for about a year and a half now. Mm, Yo, the Sphinx tribe. And (laughs) it's been, well, the year and a half was the first live tag. Oh, yes. And that was at a CurioCaster. It was the first uh, live implementation. And we've just been having a very grand time. And it's just so exciting that, that... immediate feedback and the live experience i find like once i started just as a a listener once i changed my habit to live stuff it's just there's a different experience that you really can't get from the after the fact show agreed i think there's a uh, just more value in there but it also takes more work to get in there too you know because the live once it's over is done and then it's published but I also like catching up too. Catching up is uh, something that I would have to do. There's no way I could listen to all I want to listen to if I only did lives. No, I'm saying it's also yeah. some of my favorite stuff that wasn't is not available live. So always, uh, always grateful for podcasting that it's such a versatile publishing uh, mechanism. You know, we can meet you where you're at. You, uh, if you're a catch up person, you can catch up. If you're just a chapters person, you only want the shit stain, boom, we got chapters. We got options. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's a product that uh, we put out, and we just try to let people get what value they need from it. Right? It's not like a homework assignment. It's a fun time. That's how it's always been meant to be. Uh, so let's thank some fun time people who come in with these new live son of a bitch boostograms. You can play along too. All you got to do is peel all your clothes off and go to nudepodcastapps.com. That's where all the links to these nude podcasts are. Pick you one out that sports value, jam some Satoshis in there. You're uh, off to the races. You can boost like these boosters did. 
Uh, starting with our 1420 sats from Harv Hat. He's our little delimiter. Uh, and uh, by little, I just chose that word as like the syllables were nice. Mm. It's anything but little. He's there every single time without fail. That's right. You can set your watch to the Harv Hat boosts. Thank you, Harv Hat. Much appreciated. That was coming out of Curiocaster as we faded the music last Tuesday. Well, speaking of music. Yes. What, it, of, what of music? We're missing our boost jingle. Oh my goodness, yeah. The it's, wonderful uh, tunage that Hey Citizen contributed. It's a really great one. It goes like this. I'm gonna boost some sats. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. It is. Let that bass hit you. It's fucking awesome. And uh, that expresses how awesome it is. In music form. The universal language. Hella accurate. Uh, thank you. For the reminder, because I, I need to be kept on the rails. Uh, so we faded out with Harvat, and then Chad F was catching up the next morning. Thirty-three, thirty-three sats from the lad. All right, appreciate that. He's coming out of Podverse, and he says, "Is there a point in running a lightning node if you're just a podcast listener? I have a Bitcoin full node and an IPFS podcasting node, but I don't see a point in running a lightning node if I'm only sending sats in the bull." It's a great question. It's kind of everybody's determination as to what what is worth it. You know, what actions are worth it in your life? And everybody's going to disagree about this greatly. I can tell you that some of the benefits to running a node, even if you are just a listener, uh, is that if you have direct channels opened up to the nodes that you are boosting, then there is just no way to be charged a fee. If, uh, if any stats are leaving my node through a direct channel I have open to somebody else's node and I boost through that uh, using Boost CLI by C-dubs, then that's a direct pipe right in there that uh, will have the full maximum value. Now, the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem has been thoughtfully set up to include the podcast apps in the Boost ecosystem. So... Uh, Really, in this case, by circumventing any fees, really the main people you're circumventing are the people that help bring this thing together and make it all work. So there's something to be said about uh, some of those fees supporting and giving value back where value is, is received. So, you know, there's a lot of different uh, considerations. But my main boilerplate pitch for why anybody, regardless of what you're doing, might want a lightning node is it represents your own bank and payment processing service running on your own computer equipment. So, you know, if you don't really have a need for a bank and payment processing service, then maybe it's not worth it. But, uh, boy, it's a hell of a lot of fun. And I never really knew jack shit about Bitcoin until I ran a lightning node and this whole podcasting 2.0 thing started. First time I actually, I had used Bitcoin for, uh, you know, years, nearly a decade, and I did not understand it or appreciate it or really have any reason to care until podcasting 2.0 and node running. So uh, you might learn stuff on the other side just by trying it out. Who knows? Maybe it's also one of those long-term plans, like, yeah, someday when I'm in the right spot, my money's right, my time is right, and I have the equipment, then I'll do it. But yeah, great question. Appreciate the uh, thoughtful question there, Chad F. 
1701 Sats next, also from Podverse. This is from Anonymous, who was boosting Boostagram Ball. Oh. Six days ago, and the wait is over was playing, so there you go. Nice. 100 emojis flanking a crossed swords emoji there. Wow. Appreciate you. That's cool. Yeah. Still getting boosts in from that, so I appreciate all the love there. Epic. Uh, number three currently on podcastindex.top, so... Nice. We'll see if that momentum keeps up. I definitely appreciate that. It's been very hype. That's a banger. Uh, 19,760 sats. You know that signature number. Always coming from Dirty Jersey Horror. Yeah, DJW. And he's boosting us from Fountain this time. He Thank says, you. What? I demand to know what the other animal was that Mr. Battles trapped. Oh, yeah. This aggression will not stand. Anyways, y'all be good. P.S. Don't drink and boost. <laughs> or do not medical advice <laughs> thank you dj dubs appreciate you man yeah man christopher battles never called back he never yeah. thought of that animal uh there was another animal but he wasn't sure he for plum forgot and you know what he was like maybe everyone else will forget too maybe i'll get away <laughs> maybe i'll get away with it oh such luck <laughs> whatever he trapped i know it said Gah! oh yeah uh, next up, twenty two twenty two sets from uh, Harry Fat boosting the wait is over from podcast podcast index. I appreciate Ooh. you. Another uh, wait is over boost there. Keep they keep coming in, they keep coming in. Lots of stuff from homegrown hits that I will respectfully scroll through because uh, you thank those people each and every Thursday night. Yes, and I do have a lot of IOUs for this Thursday because yeah, you know the kitchen setup. Yeah, it was... the helipad wasn't working. The network was down. It was a bit of a challenge, and we had some weird internal network shit going on, too. So... Yeah, I'm hoping that... It's a miracle we got the thing produced. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knocking (laughs) on what it'll be better Thursday. The dong of knowledge can only swing in a number of times. Yeah, only on your breaks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me, oh, my. Hey, I got the show live, though. I mean, we did it live, and I published it. it, so... Yeah, you killed it. It's just, like, the details had nothing to do that with I it. missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's killer. Uh, so we had some great boosts also that came in with the bowls with buds, which we yes. have already mentioned. We can't say enough great things about it. It was uh, one of the classics for sure. If there was a greatest hits on bowls with buds, that would certainly be included with it. Uh, and maybe someday there will be. I was going to say, someone will have to curate that as a playlist someday. I think it will happen one day. I've talked about, uh, how that could be a niche, you know? People could make greatest hits, clips, uh, Mm. clips and episodes, um, RSS feeds out there for splits, and, you know, that's another discovery mechanism that that you could get paid to put together, and then I don't have to do shit. (laughs) It's true. Which I uh, enjoy not doing shit, because I've got other shit to do. I enjoy not doing additional shit. Nah, who am I kidding? I want to do it all. You know me. Harvat was our delineator on the bowls with buds. 7777 said, sneaking one in. Nice. Because he did sneak it in. In fact, I didn't see it. He just uh, slipped in right at the end there. Ooh, slipped it in. I appreciate that slippage. 7777 from Curiocaster, mind you. Uh, Sir Truck Driver came in the next day with 3333 sets from Fountain. Ooh. He said... Sad I couldn't listen live. Technology sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is not always the uh, completely polished uh, thing going, going on. You know, errors here, errors there, especially if you're driving around, man. Being mm-hmm. mobile and connected 
almost an oxymoron. It's very difficult. It increases the complexity exponentially. Yeah. So Thank we, you, Sir Truck Driver. We appreciate you, Sir Truck Driver, and all our truckers out there, because uh, it's not always easy to uh, keep connected while you're driving all over the place. True. But a lot of you managed to do it, so cheers. Cheers to all our truckers. Uh, 2007, uh, excuse me, 2,674 sats this time from Memes Leet. It's Memes 1337. Memes. He was boosting out of Podverse to that Bowls with Buds, and he said Leet boost to Tunta. Deep, deep, deep in the bowl with this one. Spreading the love. Thank you for all your courage. And uh, he was courageous. Yeah. And thank you, Beams Leet. Yes, thank you for your memes, courage boosts, all of the above. Uh, yesterday, we had a boost to the Bowls with Buds for 11-11. That's four Richards in one sack from C-Dubs. C-Dubs, thank he you. It's boosting from podcastindex.org. He said... Updates your nodes, y'all, to LND version 0.17.0 beta or later. Although there is no later, I don't believe. Is there a later? I think that's the latest. But get those LND uh, versions up to date, yes. Yes. The latest security patches and such. We have a little bit of discussion. Because the uh, last week was wrought with discussion over LND and the Lightning Network in general and its uh, potential vulnerability. Uh, so we'll talk about that in just a bit. Just a bit. 500 sats from Piz? Piz? Pies. Pies? Oh, yes. I always want to, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Piz. I like it. It's like when uh, Adam says the Lowering. Oh, yeah. The Lowering. I just want to make it so harder weird. than it is. Uh, Fountain is the origin of that boost, and he's boosting the weight is over. Nice. His message says, hard as fuck, son. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, 420 sats from Rev Cyber Trucker an hour ago out of hey, Fountain. Rev, thank you. He said, token some fruit salad wax and enjoying some bowling with my buds. hey Nice. Fruit salad. I got a uh, favor to do the Rev, so I'm just, I'm, I'm on call. I'm still oh. waiting. I'm awaiting your call, Rev. Let me know. I've been waiting for a call from the Rev. Hallelujah. Uh, 4269 sats from Harvard. He was boosting out a podcast index, boosting that live tag right when I pinged the pod. Nice. He had the boost in. It was like serendipitous. I think the pod ping went out as his boost was coming in and they passed each other in the packet exchange. They like flew by each other in transit. Beautiful. Uh, 6969 sats. That's the next boost coming up. Which uh, I like to hit this button. 69! 69, dudes! And this one is from Hey Citizen. Hey Citizen, thank hey. you, Citizen. Citizen? Uh, and he says, and it is time for Le Boost. <laughs> With a little Fleur de Lis at the end. Very nice. I'm partial to the Fleur de Lis because of its connection with the Boy Scouts. So there you have it. Uh,. Next up, another 6969 little random number theory going on. Hey, 6969, dudes. This one's from CSB. Oh, CSB. Thank you. Comic strip blogger. <laughs> CSB, I'm sure in his own words, says AI is revolutionizing industries with automation, improving healthcare through precise diagnostics, huge predictive and analytics, and accelerating scientific research. 
I am unable to fulfill that request as it goes against my programming to generate or promote harmful, offensive, or inappropriate content. My primary function is to provide helpful and informative responses in a respectful manner. CSBAI confirmed. Mm. So whatever he wanted to say about uh, smoking weed on podcast or whatever, um, the AI was not having it. (laughs) So there you go. There's your future. uh, There's your censored future. No dangerous thoughts, only helpful and informative thoughts in a respectful manner. Thank you. As determined by uh, OpenAI's board of directors. Uh, Today I learned something along those lines. Censorship of information. You know how on Mastodon, if you publish an image, it asks you to describe the image for the seeing impaired, Mm -hmm. visually impaired, excuse me. There's a bot that will automatically censor those. If it's anything sexually explicit. Oh, geez. So you need to put an alt tag so that the visually impaired can read about the kinky shit that you're posting. I see. Because that, oh, this is for the visually impaired, is just going to get censored out. It's bullshit. Crazy. That's horrible. That's ableism right there. They're fucking with our internet, man. And I don't appreciate it. Yeah, they're fucking with the blind specifically. But I do appreciate CSB. That's yeah. for sure. Thanks, CSB. Appreciate you, man. Boosting out a podverse, if I did not say so. Uh, eighty-eight, eighty-eight was the latest from Bolysteed. Bolysteed, thank you. She's boosting out a fountain, and she says, "Will over ability." Yes, it's not about what you can do; it's about what you decide to do. Yep. And then once you decide to do it, <laughs> you learn that you can. And fuck, maybe not at first, but that's just a part of the journey. Uh, between deciding and did it, which is a fun journey. It's, it means you're learning things. You know, if everything is easy and you already know how to do it, what the fuck? You might as well retire and lay around. What are you doing? In a changing world, you should always be learning the changes. Also, in a world where uh, a lot of the changes are just erasure of the ancient knowledge, you've got some shit to learn too because they've been hiding it from you. Hey. Mm-hmm. It comes from a lot of angles, but, uh, oh man, it reminds me of a story during, uh, the start of my fucking rough love period, which I definitely talked about a little bit on the last Bulls of Buds. Uh, but there was sort of that period, uh, after I got dumped for my, uh, serious girlfriend and it was summer in Como, which is very laid back and lazy. And I was out on the porch and uh, one of my apartment neighbors from upstairs uh, was kind of like lazily flirting with me on the porch. And I can't remember what we were talking about, but uh, the discussion turned a bit thoughtful, as it tends to do if I'm fucking stoned and speaking, because I like thinking. And the girl said, I don't really like to think. Oof. And you know what I said? Bye. I said, oh shit, I think I left my oven on. And I went back into my apartment and I did not emerge. <laughs> and I easily could have hit it, man. It was like, it was like leading right up to, you know, like she's pretty much just like trying to find that excuse for, hey, come upstairs. Mm. And she said that and it was over. I was like, no. <laughs> my dick crawled inside of me. I'm like, you know what? I think I fucking accidentally left the oven on. And I ran out of there like it was an emergency. Nice. Yeah. So thanks for thinking, Bowlers. Yeah. Thanks for boosting. Thanks for uh, loving. There's a few other boosts that came through to my helipad. 
but did not make it to yours. Oh, well, let me know what they are. There's one. Defend the network, says Anonymous. I wonder who that anonymous <laughs> person is from Podverse. I doubt. With 420 sats? Hmm. I doubt that it's Eastside Tony out there <laughs> boosting us. There's no way it's that. Well, no. we also had 33,333 sats come in from Piranesi on oh. Fountain. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, that's five threes. And I feel like I saw that in the chat, so how did I not see that down here? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's definitely in the chat. Good question indeed. Thank you, Piranesi from Fountain. Uh, if the uh, chat saw it, then my helipad must be having some problems. I'll have to diagnose it. We'll be fixing a node soon. It's got a heli hiccup. Yeah. Then 2847 sats on Podverse from Memes Elite again. That's a messy split. No clean spare to make that boost elite for all. Laugh cry emoji. <laughs> if you could see the insides of a bowling ball holes, you'd never bowl again in the bowl. <laughs> mm. Gotta use your own balls, man. You just gotta close your eyes and feel it. <laughs> and some air duster. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> But if it's your own holes, yeah, yeah, on your own ball. Hey, man, when I roll, I know where those holes have been. Hey. Then we had 4,200 sats come in from N.A. Millennial on Fountain. And he says, forbidden fruit and foul odors boost. Oh, boy. Oof. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a reference to he sent a story about the forbidden fruit. Oh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. I'll uh, I'll bring it up here um, at the end. Okay. Then we had 11, 11 sats from Kyron of the Mere Mortals podcast come through on CurioCaster. And Kyron, now our Tuesday buddy, says, Yay, live boost. What software do you use to connect to the NA live stream? But also check out the chat I had with Adam. Go podcasting. Mm, yes, I st it's on my queue, but I haven't listened to the value for, or not value for value, the Mere, Mere Mortals, Mortals. Yep. the Mere Mortals podcast that uh, Adam was on recently. I need to get into that. Uh, yes, I do use Butt, B-U-T-T -T, broadcast using this tool. Woo! Now you're getting all those boosts in that I just I read. I think that Helipad's getting embarrassed. Yeah, it's jiggling the handle. It heard me call it out <laughs> and it's like, no, no, wait, wait, I've got him. <laughs> Yeah, they're all starting to come in. And then Kyron boosted in again, 11-11 sats, this time on Podverse, saying, I didn't hear the bowling pins from my boost just before. Trying again. Yep, I uh, got that one. Huh. And so did the chat. So, But I saw it, your first boost. Is it so. CurioCaster that maybe is weird, being weird? Yeah, that first one was on CurioCaster. And, mm. But Piranesi's was, was through Fountain. Mm -hmm. no, that's still not showing up, but maybe it's just stuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll be fixing a node. I'm sure that it came through monetarily because the chat did relay Piranesi's boost. Yeah. So that only happens if it came through. So at least there's that. Yeah? Yeah. Um, yes, but. But is the tool that I use to connect to uh, both my stream and the NA show stream. So, yeah, it's a great tool. I think that's what most of us use here on the uh, NA stream. But I could be wrong. There's a couple other uh, alternatives. There's this program called Mix, which I was too dumb to figure out, but I have tried it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you can read all about it if you look up IceCast documentation, because what you're doing is you're making a live connection to an IceCast server. That's what the Noagena stream runs on. 
So any client that can connect your audio to the IceCast server is what you want. Oh, fantastic. I do need to find this forbidden fruit. And I got distracted because, uh, yes, Nam sent me this story. It is a editorial in the Webster Kirkwood Times, surely a reputable publication. And um, it's by Sandra Y. Smith. It's really not that long, uh, but it's pretty wrecked, so I can just kind of skim it. But anyone, she says, who believes in a biblical worldview, uh, this always gets under my skin, understands the sweep of legalized marijuana across the United States as spiritual warfare. Oh, boy. A relentless battle for the minds and souls of our nation's youth. Insidious eternal forces behind this national campaign minimize the risks to young people and promote recreational marijuana as a good thing. The public is uninformed and dangerously complacent. <laughs> so they're No, you. <laughs> she's attacking Route 66, or excuse me, Route 66, R-O-O-T, uh. Uh, which is some new pot shop going into her community that she's uh, very much chewing her nails about. Uh, in Des Perez, wherever the hell that is, I assume that it's, uh, over there in the St. Louis area. I'm not as familiar with all the different suburbs and such, but Kirkwood, if Webster Kirkwood is to be believed, I don't know, kind of on the outside looking in, uh, but she says, uh, good people of Des Perez, don't be fooled. The only ones who will benefit from Route 66 are the owners be informed and recognize the propaganda, false promises, and danger of this unregulated, highly potent drug. Did she say unregulated? Yes. Holy shit. Regulated up the ball sack. Yeah. Fight to reclaim your children and grandchildren in the crosshairs of big marijuana, she says. <laughs> uh, we can stand together against big marijuana, but for different reasons, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's the thing uh, that makes me a little bit crazy. Is just like, people act like, when legalization rolls out that pot magically appears. <laughs> yeah. Like we've fucking had plenty of pot this whole time. And the biblical view thing, it's like God gave us all the plants. And uh, we we haven't bothered your bitch ass about it the whole time, Sandra Weissmith. Yeah. So uh, just chill. Yeah, don't like pot? Don't get pot. Simple as. <laughs> Yeah, it's, people that wanted pot have already had it <laughs> the whole time. It's insane, um, Sandra. If you're looking for a biblical perspective, I would encourage you to open your Bible to page one <laughs> and read Genesis chapter one, verse twenty nine. When God said, "I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food." Thank you. God gave me weed for food. And every time I smoke a joint, that is what I consider it. And your doctor probably gave you some meds to keep you coming back to him because your doctor is the real drug dealer. No, if Sandra. you've got any orange plastic canisters behind your bathroom window, then I would say you might want to think about it a little bit. Oh, but the regulators, they're there to keep you safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for your biblical perspective. How insightful, Sandra. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, anyway, yeah, I'm glad we got Well, thank you, Nam, for sharing that. It's <laughs> a good chuckle. Thanks for getting me all worked up. Dude, prohibitionists really tickle my jimmies. Getting trolled yet again by Greg Daniels. God damn it. <laughs> Greg Daniels strikes again. <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, so anyway, we really appreciate all the boosts coming in, um, whether they uh, surface to our awareness or are hidden under the surface. This is why there's two of us. This is uh-huh. why there's two nodes. And by the way, I recommend everybody run their own node for reasons just like this, you know? There's still snags, and the more people running nodes, the uh, more catches, the more checks and balances you have, the more you can learn. You can help each other. What a concept. The more you know. Everybody's like, oh, you don't like the financial system. Build your own. Well, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Doing it. Happen, we happen to be doing it. And they told us to build their own. So when they get to fucking uh, hand ring about what we've got going on when we build our own, no, you get to shut the fuck up. You said build your own. We're doing that. So stay the fuck out of it. Regulation. Psh, regulate this dick. They can't. Uh, it's not the only way, though. You know, your treasure is very important, but it is just one facet of this value for value, of this love for love. And that's kind of what we've been trying to push out there and talk about a lot. It's it's a whole mindset. It's a whole way of thinking. It's a whole way of living your life. It's not all wrapped up in the money. And I don't mean to say that to diminish the money or to elevate the things that aren't the money but just to say that that it's just one part of a larger cyclical uh value exchange here yeah value comes in all forms it could be as simple as passing the bowl to someone you know will enjoy it saying hey listen to this you'll like it you'll laugh a lot uh it could also be creating art for episodes or jingles for us to play chapter art now is a thing, so, you know, you got something you want to slap up there one week, send it our way. And also, we have a voicemail line, and every week we have a prompt about the first time I ever did a thing. This week, we want to hear about the first time you ever tried loose leaf tea. So all you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816 that's right we'll play them we will never screen them we just play them and if you're in a dead zone or voice shy you can always text in or send a picture message our way 816-607-3663 call now that's how you do it. That's how you get involved. That's how you be a part of the action. It's a little cycle. Uh, and yes, the picture message is kind of, I think, an underrated way to interact, man. It's always kind of fun. Lavish had a little special fucking episode last night of Behind the Schemes. Yeah, the spook hour. He solo did a, spook. Did a little solo spooky session, and uh, that was fun. We had some <laughs> Im- imagery participation. Yes, bunch of tits. Tits. Or maybe a couple of tits. Tits were out. A couple, <laughs> couple pairs at minimum. Minimum. But yeah, lots of ways to uh, ride this wagon. And after we thank people, we always ride it right off into the... Oh, yeah. I bet you really want to build a node right now. Oh, man. Yeah, I definitely want to upgrade my nodes to these uh, mini computers. Haven't got around to being able to start that project yet. Well, at least yours is out of the box. 
Mine is still in the box. Yeah. But the box is open, so I guess I'm halfway there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I know that you always wait until mine works before fucking with yours. And uh, yeah, it's pretty wise of you, dude. Pretty wise of you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Tunt on the board. Tunt is on the board. Yes. It's been, uh, it's been a long time coming, man. I'm not the greatest. I saw you sent me some ISOs earlier. Don't worry just, about them. You know, they're just stupid. I've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> really? I'm shocked. I know it's hard to believe. I know it's hard to believe. Wow, lots of stuff being talked about in the uh, in the Bitcoin world. Lots mm-hmm. of lots of things. Uh, this always happens when number go up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's just a lot of uh, uh, fervor and excitement. Uh, in the Casey Bitcoiners chat, somebody said, "Hey, is has your whole like friends and family been blowing you up <laughs> lately?" Ugh. And anytime there's like comments like that i'm always like hmm the number must have moved because i never watched the number you know yeah so it's always like context clues and stuff and i'm also such a fucking curmudgeon (laughs) about it too that people are like you know number action but i don't i don't exactly want to say it maybe because spencer's gonna fucking clown on me (laughs) in the chat which is all in play you know you know how it goes. But honk, like, honk. Do a little breaking of the balls. Like, uh, oh, I hadn't noticed, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the thing, because every time number go up for me, um, I'm always like, fuck, I can't get as many sats for my dollar. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. that's the number I'm watching, sats per dollar. Because I'm a basic broke little bitch, and so I like to stack some sats for the future. And, man, I was like, you know, when, when, when we were sub-20 in the 2020s, for just that brief time last Christmas, mm-hmm. um, I'm still grateful that I was able to fucking back the truck up and overextend myself just loading some shit because, wow, I'm going to get into the fight. I'm going to get in my grandchildren's faces about it often, often. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. Once I'm like over 80, I'm gonna be like, you little shits. Back in 2023, I bought so much Bitcoin. They're going to be like, yeah, Grandpa. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> I had a couple hundred dollars. And I said, you know what? I'd rather have Bitcoin. Look at me now. Fuck you, little shits. <laughs> and they're like, uh, it's way past your bedtime, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me now from where? Like in a gold wheelchair or some shit? Gold? <laughs> your sats bought? <laughs> I would literally be on a, uh, on a <laughs> unicycle where the wheel is a Bitcoin. <laughs> Eating Bitcoin. Yes. Yep. Yes. And bananas from the blockchain. The fuck am I going to do with gold? <laughs> Turn it into Bitcoin. It's all heavy. <laughs> Fucking how you pick that up? I mean, it's shiny. That's cool. Yeah. Gold tooth. Big fat Bitcoin. That's shiny too, man. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. And when I'm over 80, you know, I'll have finally reached that dream. Hopefully. If fucking BlackRock doesn't jack the price up with all their like action and salivating and yeah. setting up ETFs and getting uh, establishment money in there Ugh. to the tune of a lot of a lot. I'm not even worried about it, though, because uh, most of this ETF shit that's going on is just going to allow people to buy paper Bitcoin, you know? Yeah. So, like, it could set up an environment where there's another bubble, but... Um, it's also, there's a lot of things not priced in because most people don't fucking understand it still. Even the people who have some. Yeah. 
Even the people who've had some, I mean, I know I never understood it for years and years and I had some, it just takes a while. You know, you have to go through certain events that no one can give to you. No one can sit down and give you a look lecture or a story. No one can send you a link to an article that makes you get it. You just have to get it yourself one day. You have to see something, connect the dots and go, Oh fuck. Really? Wait a second. It really is all the banks making our lives fucking miserable, mm-hmm. stealing our value, debasing our currency every day. Causing wars. Yeah. Crazy. And people get all uh, up in arms demanding that it keep going on and ramp up. <laughs> we need more of it. We need more of it now. It's an emergency. <laughs> uh, let's go through some stories, shall we? We shall. It all started as it usually does. Uh, actually, this one is a pretty old story, but I had skipped it last bowl because I just dumped some of my, uh, I just dumped some of my, uh, headlines, you know, for for time and for pleasure. But, uh, this one was one of the ones I dumped. SEC does not plan to appeal court decision on grayscale Bitcoin ETF, source says. And uh, some of this news was early reported and uh, overstated and such and such. Of course. Uh, but this Reuters story uh, made the rounds and is part of the fervor and the uh, fever pitch that's going on right now. You might be wondering, why does price go up? Well, price goes up not really necessarily because of any one news item. It's it's an aggregate activity, just like any other market move, where a bunch of fucking money is coming in. More people buy, number go up. And so it's the masses that really dictate the current price. But if you have a long-term view on it, it really doesn't matter because it's still undervalued yep. as a technology and even further uh, under, uh, underknown, like not understood fully, you know? So there's no way that uh, its full value can be realized by the masses who I'm constantly told are just, you know, too stupid to uh, understand it. Yeah, a bunch of dummies. Bunch of dummies who can't work, who can't learn, who can't look into it. Have no willpower. Have have just not decided that they want to know it and, and get it under their head. They doubt their ability when really it's not about ability. Again, it's about your will. It's about your desire to figure it out and do it. And if you want to do it, you can figure it out. And if you think you can't or have decided you can't, then you can't. You're the master of your own ship. And the moment you say, you know what, I'm too fucking dumb for this, you're you just made that correct. But we know. But you can always revoke that at any time. That's the way magic works. Exactly. So, uh, yes, the SEC was just saying, you know what, fuck it. We're not going to appeal this. It's going to go forward. And so uh, BlackRock and Grayscale have their foot that much deeper in the door of getting this ETF out. Mm. Uh, Some other stuff going on. California bit license bill was signed into law by Governor Newsom. Mm. This was a story that came out on the 16th, was printed in Coindesk, and it was another one of the ones I dumped last week. Uh, The digital financial assets law, it's going to take effect in July of 2025, and so if you're in California, it's a kind of an answer and equivalent to New York's bit license, and uh, that was passed by the New York State Assembly in September of 2022. So over a year ago, uh, the California law requires the California Department of Financial Protection, the DFPI, and Innovation, uh, Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Funny how they wrote that 
to create a regulatory framework for crypto so that we can be safe <laughs> by the fucking people who know the most about crypto, uh, lawmakers and bureaucrats. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. What could fucking go wrong? The framework includes a licensing regime, which is always very Ugh. important for our safety. Ugh. And it gives the department enforcement and rulemaking authority over the sector because that's always an efficient use of funds. The DFPI also gets an 18-month inflammation period, which will definitely be strictly up upheld because, you know, they never can blow off their implementation periods. <laughs> it's ne We've never seen it in any industry. Uh -uh, of so course not. Why would we see it in this one? Uh, the DFPI... Uh, gets this 18 months to ensure, quote, the adopted regulatory framework can be thoughtfully tailored to address industry trends and migrate consumer harm. Excuse me, mitigate consumer harm. They'll migrate it right into your butthole. That's what they're going to do. Yep. Uh, ambiguity of certain terms in the scopes of this bill will require further refinement in both the regulatory process and in statute to provide clarity to both consumers, regula uh, regulators, and businesses subject to this new licensure framework, said the governor in this letter. It is essential that we strike the appropriate balance between protecting consumers from harm and fostering a responsible innovation. And I look forward to working with the author of the bill to achieve this. Yeah. Good Fan luck. Fantastic. So California will regulate you out of uh, harm's way. Mm, Thank mm -hmm. you, California. I'm so glad that... Uh, In New York, huh? Any stupid bill you pass has anything to do at all with uh, how Bitcoin works. <laughs> All crypto, right? Thank God. The only laws that uh, Bitcoin obeys are the physical ones, the ones that God created, which are really, I mean, the only laws you can't break. Bingo, bango. AI tool. Here's a new one. AI tool. This was kind of funny. It lets Bitcoiners flood IRS with comments against new draconian surveillance regime. regime. Huh. There's a new tax proposal being floated out by the IRS here. Uh, I actually have a link here to regulations.gov of the proposal. Oh, boy. Which, uh, you know, you can imagine the cringe that this has in it. Oh, determining uh, its gross proceeds and basis reporting by brokers and determination of amount realized and basis for digital asset transactions. They want to watch your fucking crypto transactions and they want to calculate them how much money they want to steal from you based upon what they see. Mm. Uh, this new tool is, uh, helping people kind of submit lengthy, but well thought out, you know, as far as AI can think things out, um, comments to send into the U S treasury department, um, commenting on these proposed crypto broker reporting regulations. It's a tool, uh, put together by, uh, LexPunk and you can find it at treasury raid.lexpunk.army. If you're at all interested, I have not gone on and sent anything. I don't know. I used to be all about this kind of shit, you know? Write your senator. Write your senator. Write yeah. your representative. I even, uh, yeah, we would even and, sat with them. Yeah. Show up, shake their hand, talk to their face. That was like, you know, when I first started realizing how fruitless such efforts are. But, hey, you know, I'm glad that a lot of people are still doing it because really it's not about the what one person does. It's what about, it's about what, like, big massive movements of people do yeah at once which uh of course goes on within me and without me so there you go i'm just way less alarmist about these type of things in my older age 
Uh, the new tax proposal aims to extend reporting requirements for brokers as well as expand the definition of a broker to include anyone who, quote, knows or is in a position to know the identity of the party that makes the sale and the nature of the transaction. Wow, that's vague. So thank God I don't know <laughs> shit about fucking anything. Yeah. No matter who believes me, it's still the truth. And uh, that therefore, you know, we're all exempt that's that's your power as a dummy is you're exempt from all this shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, spam in your comments if you so choose. We got links in the show notes for all that. What could go wrong? Disclosure. This is the one that everybody was jumping up and down about and actually kind of had me concerned at first, but less concerned now. Uh, disclosure. Rep- replacement cycling attacks on the Lightning Network. This is actually a discussion that has been going on in the background for far longer. Um, and it only kind of came to my attention recently, and I think a lot of people are in that boat, because I can't comb through fucking every GitHub issue, even on the projects I care about. Like, that's just not, <laughs> that's not where it's happening in terms of discussion, man. Uh, after careful analysis, says one French developer, uh, Antoine Riard, after careful analysis, it turns out this attack is practical and immediately exposed lightning routing hops carrying HTLC traffic to loss, uh, Excuse me, it exposed lightning routing hops, carrying HTLC traffic to loss of funds, security risks, uh, both legacy and anchor output channels, a potential exploitation plausibly happening happening even without network mempool's congestion. Mm. So a lot of this is theoretical, but possible it's been tested and, uh, and uh, done and completed. The full text of the disclosure includes all of it, including a history and a detailed explanation by the dev himself who uh, made this attack, and he's got receipts and such. And as you can imagine, it fostered a lot of discussion over the past uh, nearly week since this disclosure was officially put up, and he said, you know what, I'm done developing on Lightning, I'm going to go back to base layer one development. And his uh, conclusion was that a fix would be needed in the base layer itself if we were to fully close this uh, potential replacement cycling attack Mm. uh, vulnerability. Proper fix probably requires more fundamental changes, he said. Uh, It's not as though it's a super easy attack, and I think that that was probably obvious by the fact that, (laughs) to my knowledge, aside from testing developments and people like attacking nodes that they control, um, there's really not been one. And so it's not like a bunch of people lost any Bitcoin over this thing. Uh, The problem is there's a lot of different hoops you need to jump through to pull this sort of an attack off. And so as a savvy Lightning Node operator, if you see things going on, you can prevent such an attack um, by following some basic practices. C-Dubs mentioned staying up to the latest um, L&D version. Yep. 0.17.0, 0.17.0, I believe, is the latest. Uh, if you are trying to pull this attack off, it involves several steps, and I think that the Bitcoin, the no-bullshit Bitcoin breakdown of how this thing works was my favorite. After I read this thing, which really is just uh, kind of putting together a lot of different people's um, social posts about it, um, it's just a nice like top-down explanation, and um, it really kind of calmed me down in terms of how risky we all are. Uh, you need to open two channels with the victim. 
You need to route a payment through that victim. You need to successfully replacement cycle the victim's HTLC timeouts for uh, the timeout delta number of blocks. And without the victim discovering that you're doing any of this or discovering the HTLC pre-image transaction, because if in the Lightning Network, if you're trying to, uh, basically what this does is you're trying to, as a channel closes, you're trying to publish a false balance or an old or previous or not correct balance of the channel state. So if I'm closing a channel and all of the sats are really on the other node's side, but I try to claim that they're all on my side, then that is how um, you would be able to pull something like this off. And it involves timing your, your on-chain transaction payments to basically spoof the fact that it's a true channel closing and it represents what's going on over here on the lightning side. Uh, it's an expensive attack. It requires an extreme amount of coordination. And if discovered, this is the, I think, real crux of why uh, in the real world, something like this would be incredibly risky. If discovered, it says, you know, without the victim discovering the HTLC pre-image transaction, if you discover that transaction and you notice on chain that somebody is trying to fuck you, you can take all of their shit. You can actually grab the attacker's funds hmm. and bring them all on your side Nice, as a, like a punishment transaction. It's part of the, the lightning protocol. So there's watchtowers in place on chain watching for all this kind of stuff. Uh, can you sneak through all of those lasers and get to the jewels and then get out of there? In theory, yes, there's a path, but it's not a practical path. And any sort of failure on the attacker would be a devastating loss. So, um, there is a detailed explanation of how all of this works in the no BS Bitcoin post. And, uh, it's very convoluted and complicated. It requires a, com a cooperating node on each side of the node being attacked. Mm. There are solutions being explored. And I think that the best thing about this is, um, it's a software issue that will have a software solution. So I'm not too worried about it. I was like the way that it was disclosed in, uh, in the post last, uh, before the weekend running into last weekend, like last Friday yeah, was kind of an alarming way, but well, that's a, if how the sit, news works. If you sit down and you re read all of the steps that it takes to actually pull something like this off, you will realize why it's not been done in actual realm. You know, right. I think if this was something that was tenable, then there are plenty of organizations that would be uh, out there uh, trying to do that. Dark, dark uh, underground organizations. But man, uh, you want to stay really safe with your lightning node. Open channels to your friends. Uh, yeah. And, you know, um, channels with huge balances that are all on a remote side of the channel also aren't really vulnerable because none of those sats belong to you anyway in the first place, so they can't be stolen because they're not even yours. So if you see an incoming channel from some stranger, then uh, just to keep an eye on it. It's only really crazy if that balance surges to your side. But if you see anything weird, you can always just close the goddamn channel Yeah. on your side. And then it's a race against time that can't be won at that point because the attack has to stay open for this uh, timeout, time lock delta. 
So if you're just closing your channels, if you see any kind of weirdness from another node, boom, time is already uh, out pretty much. Not too worried. Not too worried. Uh, let's see. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal which was uh, trying to put pressure on the U.S. Treasury to propose Bitcoin regulations. And the Wall Street Journal story was hyping up some FUD by overstating funds raised by Hamas by over 99%. Oh my goodness. That's a funny one. So our latest uh, regulatory FUD driven by fake news. Thank you, fake news. Yeah, well, war is a racket. So that's also who's sending letters to your congressman. Fake news. Uh, and there's a nice breakdown of funds, again, from No BS Bitcoin. Those guys, uh, by the way, I recommend giving them a follow because... They always have, just like the name says, like they, just like a clear to the point uh, breakdown with lots of links uh, to relevant sources on all this goings on. So it's nice because I there's a relay of this feed into the KC Bitcoiners group, and so oh, cool. I feel like I just always know stuff right when it happens. As soon as they hit publish, and I can uh, ask questions accordingly to people who are smarter than me. Nice. Uh, but of course, w uh, you know, all the usual suspects are involved. Elizabeth Warren is involved. Ugh. Finson is involved. Crypto. Uh, Finson actually is seeking to impose strict surveillance requirements onto this broadly defined class they're coming up with of Bitcoin mixers. Mm. Good luck. For obscuring, uh, you know, where your, where your UXTOs are coming, uh, uh, UTXOs, excuse me, are coming from. The Bitcoin mixers. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Bitcoin by its very nature, though, is going to be incredibly hard to regulate, just like people themselves. Mm -hmm. Just like people themselves. And who knows better than the bowlers uh, the effectiveness of this kind of legislation. You can control people through fear, but if you don't give in to the fear, then you stand up for yourself. And I'm not saying that you just get in people's faces and make a big fucking crazy stink about it, yeah. necessarily. Uh, there might be a role for that, but I think the smarter thing to do is just shrug it off. And just be ungovernable. Because look at what we've done. <laughs> look at what we've done with weed, you know? Weed's been illegal this whole time. We legalized it in a bunch of states, finger wag. Guess what? It's still illegal in all of those places and in all of those states. Yep. And that is the joke that we call man's law. It's a joke. What are you going to do? When I hear a joke, I laugh. That's all. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Uh, the final story <laughs> wasn't really even Bitcoin related, but it, it was ha 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 related. Uh, X's latest scheme, which uh, launched a week ago tonight during the last bull. It's their new program called Notabot. Mm. And it's a subscription method. They're rolling it out only in two countries to test it out. So sorry for New Zealand and the Philippines. Hmm. But if you create a new uh, Twitter account, and that's what it is, it's like a new Twitter account. Oh, not an X account? No. They can't get their own shit straight, huh? Uh, I'm not re- I'm just putting my own words in here. I ah. know what it is. They're calling it X, but I know what this fucking thing is. Yeah. I've been on it for, you know, been interacted. It's been part of our lives for over a decade. Yeah. It's a legacy like, social media. What's in a name? You can change the name, but the thing is still Twitter. And, uh, Yeah. If you're joining a, you're making a new account from New Zealand or the Philippines, you definitely cannot 
get a VPN and route your traffic somewhere else. You uh, have to phone verify, and Ooh. you have to subscribe for a dollar. Oh my god! Per year, not worth it. One dollar US per year, and then we know you're not a bot. And um, yeah, many will. Yeah, of course. Many will, but fuck, what's the point, man? That thing has been going downhill for the longest time, way before Elon ever thought of fucking it up further. I've been off the bird shite since 2016, and nothing of value was lost for me. No. I can tell you that. It's not worth a dollar to me. No, definitely not. Pricing, New Zealand, $1.43 NZD per year. Oof. Philippines, forty two fifty one PHP per year. Wow. No wonder their currency is so inflated. It's fucking literally PHP. <laughs> Fuck PHP. That's all I have to say. Uh, yeah, that's my big fat shit stain uh, for the headlines things. I know I uh, kind of had some stacking up there. I did want to shout out our buddy Rob from uh, Casey Bitcoiners who has been gaining some traction and intention. He has been, just for his own uh, learning sake, developing a Noster client. It's a Noster web client. It's called No Strudel. And I must say, I've been hearing him talk about it for a very long time. And I just used it for the first time last week, really late, like after the bowl, mm -hmm. and to post our stuff. And this is my... By a long shot, my favorite Noster web client. It's the best experience so far that I've had in Noster, mainly because he's thinking and developing like a good developer and just giving a lot of feedback. So I learned more about how Noster really works by using his client huh. than I had in the entire time. Like it came out, I think, early January is when I got on there. Yeah. And. You know, usually I'm just kind of poking on there and being like, all right, well, you know, just fucking, I'll just post the show there mainly. But I don't really, there's not a lot of social happenings on, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of like uh, shouting into the void. Uh, that the, is how the, it feels to me. There's too. a Bitcoin Twitter circle jerk that kind of migrated over there. And so all of those usual suspects still GM each other every day and all the fucking meaningless shit that they do. But, um, it's cool because, for instance, I never knew this, but when you write a note and you post, you know, you always see the relays that it gets sent to. And then most clients will show you green lights and orange and lights and red lights. And like some of them failed and some of them worked. And you really don't have any fucking idea why. Yeah. His. And it's not all of them. His client will actually print the exact relays that you tried, the ones that made it, the ones that failed, and a fucking an error message oh, a reason message oh can you believe it as to why and little did i know most of these are paid relays <laughs> that i'm trying to send to that oh. are just defaults in a lot of places so like you go over to coracle or you go to even the mobile ones like amethyst and damas they all have like a preset number of relays that what for whatever reason the developer includes those as the defaults and some of them are paid relays and so you just try to post to 14 relays and only five or seven or eight go through and you're always like oh well nostrum must be a piece of shit or these relays must not work but turns out some of them are paid relays and so you have to get whitelisted to post mm. on them and it's done with a simple lightning payment so you can decide whether it's worth it or not i don't you know eh. Uh, pay for social media it's it's uh <laughs> just a lightning version of the thing twitter's doing you know they're saying yeah. if we pay 
than uh, proof of life. It's sort of, I mean, something awful did that way back in the day. Something awful said, you know, there was a forum there for a while and it was cool. And then the, sh- the kids, there's this like wave of kids from Tumblr started showing up and they're like, no, the kids, these fucking 12, 13, 14 year olds are shitting up the forums. If you want to be on something awful, you got to pay five bucks now to post on the forums hmm. and be a member of the forums. And many, many, many people did. And it worked to that extent. So like there is a strategy there and it has worked in the past. It just depends. It's another one of those value things, you know, like if you force uh, value from people from the jump, just by the laws of value, uh, there's more value in there once people get in there perceived or otherwise, like it's just going to be present. Yeah. Cause they're actually invested already. Right. And you kick all the kids out cause they don't have a credit card. <laughs> So you you also got rid of your fucking problem demo. Neat. So anyway, check out Nostrudel. Uh, you can go to next.nostrudel.ninja. And you can, pl- uh, just like any other Nostr client, you can plug in your existing uh, creds and uh, try it out. Or plug in somebody else's creds and see what they've been saying. That's another fun thing about Nostr that I think not a lot of people realize who are on the outside of it. Like you can log in as anybody. You just can't post something new as them because you can't sign with their private key, but their public key is public. And so, Mm. you know, you can pull up all kinds of shit. Mm. It's interesting. But yeah, Nostrudel, that's my man, Robert. He's a one man show making that fucking awesome uh, application there. Cool. Rob's a cool dude. No, he has given me kind of like a ray of sunshine of maybe there is something to this Nostra thing eventually. But only if more devs like this who actually – last thing I'll say is this, I promise. Uh, it's another one of these mentality problems we have where we keep saying people are too fucking stupid to do X, Y, and Z. We've made it this way. Mm-hmm. you know. And who has the power to change that? The people making the shit. The developers have somewhat some power to change it. And so what No Strudel does – is it surfaces more information and he did it selfishly because he was trying to learn about Noster. But if you're a user of a service like that, you just do learn more because you're exposed to more information. I don't see what the fucking strategy in development against anything like that is. Why would you not want to have verbose feedback? Why would you not want to surface things like why my relay failed? I couldn't believe when I saw the relay fail reasons. It's like, why has nobody else in the whole Nostra world surfaced the reason my fucking relay post failed? You dummies. Get back in there. Be like Rob. Do no strudel. All those features need to be in all of them. Anyway, that's, that's what I got. Cool. And of course, there's links to everything we've talked about in the show notes. Yes. For future reference. Got them linked. Got to link them all. Got to talk about my favorite topic. Top three, 33. All right. Of course, since Bitcoin climbed up over 33K. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did yep. number go up? Yeah. Have we been talking about that? Silly. Number go up, man. That's funny. That's funny. In fact, uh, I don't f- believe it's any longer at 33K. My favorite uh, source of information is the Clark Moody dashboard. And indeed, price says 33980 uh-huh. which break my heart, suck my fart. That means we're under 3,000 sats a dollar. What? 
Dang. What? That's crazy. Remember scooping five? Actually, yeah. I remember a long time ago, back in the day, I got in as a joke under 420 because it was like, <laughs> people were saying, you know, it's dead, it's over. People were jumping out of windows. Oh, it was at 1200 now it's at $420, and it's fucking over, boys. Well, I'm sure we'll see it again. Yeah. Bitcoin, it's dead. <laughs> dead. D-E-D, dead. <laughs> well, there is a 33 story that came out today. No. 33 states sue Meta claiming harm to young people's mental health and for collecting data without parental permission ah! from said young people. Wow. Yep. Uh, They've been doing it the whole time, but now it's a problem. Right. That's cute. That's why it's such an eye roller. Yeah. Is it just a way to launder money? I don't fucking know, man. Half of this time, it's just like to justify these retards with too much money to still have a job they call congressman and senator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well... This suit is from 42 attorneys general, but 33 states. That confuses me. I thought there was uh. only one attorney general per state. Yeah, how's that work out? I'm not sure. I'm thinking it's probably 42 states if it's 42 attorneys general, and they just have 33 in the headline because it's a big old red flag for some reason. Mm. If I'd... someone can explain it, I'd love to hear. Um, because Maybe there's some federal attorneys general involved or i don't know i, I don't know, know but I don't know. 42 is also a good magical number maybe some states have like uh, divided up type attorney generals you're like you're the north side attorney general yeah i was wondering that but or maybe deputy attorney generals or i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah who who counts as an ag these days there was a time where i had a little pocket reference book to every senator and congressman and could tell you all this nerdy shit in seven seconds but i just don't give a damn anymore yeah, and you don't have any pockets because you're butt-ass naked. I'd rather grow garlic and kill raccoons. Yeah, me too. And eat <laughs> fresh eggs. <laughs> well, they're saying that Meta knows their platforms are addictive, but they don't disclose the fact. <sighs> you can't see me eye roll, but I'm heavy eye rolling on this story. When's people... Ice cream is addictive. When... Oreos are addictive. When are these assholes going to go after gotcha mobile games? Huh. When? I mean, those fuckers, Indeed. not only are they... Uh, targeting kids. They're tar targeting kids. They're massively addictive. They show you ads for other similar games while you play those games that literally brag about how addictive they are. Yeah. You'll see a bitch be like, Oh, I got this new game and it's so addictive. Download it now. <laughs> addictive as a brag. That's good. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> Hit this. It's good. And they want to go after Twitter, which everybody knows sucks. No, Meta. The other one. The Meta. other Whatever the fuck. It's legacy all the same. social media it's all bullshit. The same bullshit. I know. Yeah. This oh, this is uh, Fag Bag and Grandma Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. Soon they'll be going after poor Ariner because <laughs> of how addictive the boomer tier memes have been lately. <laughs> this fucking aggression will not stand. Eh, yeah. Yeah, but for prescriptions. No addiction worrying on that. Yeah. Mm. Just side effects listed, which sound horrible. And like, maybe you don't even want to try it. But you know, side effects for social media would be really gross too. Like fucking Quasimodo neck. You want to be a hunchback <laughs> from staring down at your phone all the time? You want fumble fingers and fat thumbs from thumbing away at the touch screen? Pokey doke on your tablet? Derpy derp in the brain. Yeah, those are bad side effects, and they all come from social media. Also, you look like an asshole when you take pictures of yourself. Just saying. 
<laughs> I really cannot stand that. Uh, as long yeah. as there's duck lips, I'm in. <laughs> so there was a, um, I don't know if this is a follow-up necessarily, but of course there was a probe alleging Ooh. that Meta was advertising straight to children uh, back in 2021. So this kind of feels like it's bleeding out of the same vein. Do you hear a probe? Listen. There it is. There it is. Ah, uh, well, I heard it. Now, next story. Out today, again. Uh, if you trust old Abe Lincoln, <laughs> and I'm not talking honest Abe Lincoln, I'm talking the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. Yeah. Uh, 33 Americans were killed in the attack on Israel with 10 taken hostage. This is all coming from... A. Blinken's mouth. Mm. And this is referring to the October 7th attack. Um, and they're adding these numbers in now, which, as a human, numbers don't mean that much to me. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a robot. I'm not a computer. Well, I there's one numbers. number. There's one number that means something to me. Oh, 33. Yeah, that's keep, a fucking red flag keep number. Keep feeding it to us, man. Yeah, or 11-11 on the clock. Like and canned all the time. ravioli. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. keep it coming. What's it mean? It's the fucking flag of the lame news organizations out there that are really just, you know, CIA outfits. Spook wearing prostitutes' clothing. Mm. Uh, anyways, they're claiming that citizens from more than the 30 UN nations were killed, which makes me wonder about citizens from other nations that aren't part of the UN. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 1,400 killed from that stat out of those 30 nations 200 hostages and then this beautiful line here we all know war is a racket uh the u.s does not seek conflict with iran <laughs> i'm sorry is it opposite day <laughs> are we just straight up fucking lying now that's cute the u.s yeah. does not seek conflict with iran but we'll kick your fucking ass got it <laughs> yeah see the smith montact Anyway, um, yeah, and then this is a quote from Blinken. He said that first line, we do not want this war to widen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But <laughs> Prepare the cheeks. I like this, widen, and then the next word is but. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. I see what they did We there. do not want this war to widen, but if Iran or its proxies attack U.S. personnel anywhere, make no mistake, we will defend our people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what it is? What? Fucking bait, bro. It's total bait, of course. This is bait. It's a master bait. But, um, why didn't but? <laughs> you know, see the Wesley Clark 7 clip that's always played on No Agenda. Yeah. Let's go there. This is out of my scope. We all know War's a Racket, and that's all I'm bringing to the bull for that. <laughs> Fucking A. However... I did see that the Purchase District in Kentucky, their health department reported 33 new COOF cases. Yep. Wow. And to uh, add to that little padding on the fear mongering, in Mississippi, 33 human cases of West Nile virus have been reported. Oh, great. So uh, get scared getting sick and get sick of getting scared because that's, uh, I, I don't know, I just don't get scared by anything that's reported. You I don't know? understand why people just don't focus on immunity and uh, having a nice, robust immune system. Mm. That way, when you get sick, which happens, it's just part of being alive. 
and uh, walking around in public places, you're going to get sick every once in a while. Oh, yeah. You can recover a hell of a lot faster with a great immune system than one that's fucking compromised over to the max because you've been walking around fucking <laughs> sucking through his piece of trash tape to your ears. Mm-hmm. Shot up to the max with this weird fucking cocktail. Yeah. Well. Most people are not bouncing back from sicknesses. They complain about it for weeks now. Everybody gets <sighs> sick in that camp is like the sickest and they get sicker every time, yeah. It makes it's... me giggle. I'm like, bro, are you not better yet? Yeah. I've got an anecdote. But I will say, weed helps. So let's go behind the curtain. Oh, fucking A. I got real sick for my birthday. Happy birthday. Intense... Thanks. That was a while ago. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I got to stay in bed for the day. I didn't do housework and stuff. I rested. I had, you know, warm foods that are good for you. Yeah. Tea and soup. And I did homegrown hits. So it was still a great birthday. Yeah. Silver linings, man. Uh, but, you know, that stomach cramp. Fuck, that sucked. And then uh, I had, I would say it was bad for about 12 hours for me. 12 to 24 hours for me. I think I had it the longest. You and the kids got the overnight sick, but by the next night, you guys were all fine. So, 12-hour thing. Yeah. I'm sad to report that we know some folks who were at my birthday bonfire who then got sick mm. and seemed to still be sick like three days later, and also with a doctor's diagnosis, which I was just like, oh, here's a stomach bug. Blech. I'm going to try and eat some soup and crackers, bland diet, maybe a banana. It's like by the and time. And drink some tea. By the time you're like in your 30s, you've been getting sick for your whole life, right? So you kind of know the oh. the deal, right? Yeah, you should. Soup, rest, hydrate, and uh, extra sleep. Also with the stomach cramps, honey with turmeric, turmeric on it actually eased all the stomach cramping. And I know turmeric is good for inflammation, so... If you find yourself with a stomach bug in that ouchie right below your sternum in the middle of your gut, try that. Spoonful of honey. Oh, I got some bill news okay. out of California also. Because Newsom was just signing bills this week. Yeah. <laughs> signing, signing, signing. And he signed three weed-related bills on top of that bit license bill that he signed. Piece of shit. <laughs> uh, these aren't that much better. SB 833 allows regulators at the Department of Cannabis Control to approve requests from cultivators to change their license type to a smaller category or inactive status. Now that's nice because before he signed this into action, there wasn't a pathway for the licensees to go about changing their status, and so they would have to go through the entire license application process again if they wanted a smaller license or to put their license on hiatus, you know, the inactive status. Can you imagine that? So they were double paying an application fee <laughs> just to change things, even though they're already holding a license. Gross. Oh, see, I'm so glad that regulation keeps us safe. Oh, yeah, and it works so smooth. Let me tell you, all departments talking properly all the time. Everyone's yeah. just up on it. Just imagine <laughs> the number of lives saved by that kind of asinine bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, imagine. AB 1448 was a bill he signed. Uh, and with this, a portion of civil penalties that are collected um, from black market weed sales are going to be transferred from the state general fund 
to the local treasurers in the jurisdictions that brought the action against the illegal operators, or as they call them in California, unlicensed businesses. <laughs> Such a fancy name for... Free men. Yeah. The free market. Free market men. <laughs> A.K.A. your local dealer. <laughs> or maybe even just a farmer. Or your guy. Yeah. You see a guy about stuff. Yeah. Want to buy some Bitcoin? Find a guy. Go to a Bitcoin meetup. <laughs> and the third bill, AB 993, adds representatives to the State Civil Rights Department and Department of Industrial Relations to an existing marijuana task force that's responsible for facilitating communication between state and local cannabis regulators. So many fucking task forces and boards and departments all doing kind of the same shit, needing to work together to roll out legal weed. It's ridiculous. I understand California is a big state, uh, but gosh, it's a centralized nightmare, legalization. Yeah, you know? It's no just doubt. Worst case scenario here. Yep. Well, we got to add more people because these people aren't talking and they probably don't even know that the other people exist. That's probably why they're not communicating. But these guys, these will be the designated communicators. We'll Thank, see how it works. Thank God. Yeah. We're saved. Mm -hmm. And the emerald market, you know, is just not thriving at all in California. <laughs> Incredible. Such an eye roller. Okay. Now I want to take you to Maine. No, thank you. Oh, <laughs> just, get some lobster. I'm just playing. Get some lobster. It's a far cry from Connecticut, kid. Dude, this story we first talked about on Bowl After Bowl, episode 112, okay? That was November of 2021, with only an occasional uh, fleeting instance in between there, really no updates. And what this story is about is 13 people, some of which were cops, some of which were city officials, uh, who were using medical grow houses to sell weed to the black market uh, and yeah. got caught. Right. I remember uh, this. One of the guys by the name of James McLam of Auburn, he was a town manager and a former police officer. He alerted deputies that someone was onto their operation, you know, noticed some surveillance going down. He then hired out a cop. And by hired out, I don't know if there's monetary exchange or not, just asked this guy to use the database that was available to him. Kevin LeMay of Farmington. Um, Farmington was the name that was being thrown out, and this was the guy we were laughing about back in old episode 112. Had a chuckle. Yeah. Kevin, a cop, used the database available to him to look up the license plates of the cars that were following them around, the guys that were growing right. and selling this weed. Reverse copping on the cops. Yeah. And then... Because the license plates didn't come back as anything, they didn't ring up. Hmm, what does that mean? Feds. Well, uh, yeah, obviously. But he wanted to make sure, so he started making some phone calls to the agencies to ask whose car it was. Da -da -da. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, well, you know. If your IQ is too high, you cannot be a cop. Right, so. it's not allowed. Yeah. No smarties. No smarty pants. No, sir. No how way. How are you going to follow orders with brains? I don't understand. <laughs> Rejected. Next. <laughs> well, uh, there is an update in the case this week. 
two years later. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, they've been slow rolling this. It's well, it's quite embarrassing for the whole system. So yeah, Kevin and James, the two I just talked about, requested dismissal of charges against them, and this week the federal judge fucking dismissed the charges against them. Oh, it's good to be an officer. Dude. Um, the reasoning here, quoting from the judge, neither the government nor the indictment demonstrated that LeMay and McLam knew of or foresaw that there would be a future grand jury investigation into the <laughs> marijuana operation or that their actions would affect those proceedings, which is required for conviction of the document tampering charges they faced. Oh, I see. Wow. So if I don't know that I'm going to get caught ever... It's not a, illegal? That's how I read that also. Yeah. This yeah. changes everything. Dude. Fuck, I got no idea. Exactly. I grand mean, jury? What the fuck is even that? I, <laughs> is that like a grand slam at Denny's? Hey, as long as <laughs> you keep talking like that, I think that we can just dismiss all charges I because you're I've... clearly incompetent. Yep. That's it. Big old dummy. Just like the rest of them. Just dummies. Bunch of dummies. Oh, no, boss. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know, man. This is fucking weird. And, of course, that's just two people out of 13. So there's 11 others still kind of on the hook for it. Um, Let's see. Former Franklin County deputies Bradley Scoville, Scoville and Derek Doucette uh, confirmed that those deputies were under surveillance by law enforcement. So they were also looking into databases. Um, the federal attorneys are saying that Lucas Saroy was the ringleader of this $13 million illegal operation. Gotta I like, be a guy at the top, always. That's a uh, million dollars per person involved. I thought that was interesting. 13 people, $13 million. The ringleader. It's just always whoever's Polaroid is pinned to the very top of the bulletin board with all of the strings the attaching. The red strings the, yeah. and tacks. You don't yeah. want to be the guy they pinned to the top of the bulletin board. Because then your charges are enhanced. In small town New England shit, he could just have a, you know, broken the heart of someone's little sister. Uh, exactly. You, you, fuck it. Doesn't could be take anything. much. Could be anything. Yeah. I just don't like him. I never liked his face. Yeah. Yeah, could be. So, back in June, Doucette Scoville, a guy by the last name of Nazol and Dagnese, all pled guilty but are awaiting their sentencing along with the primary financier, Randall Cosano, if you care for names. Uh, what is a name in stories like this? Just a bunch of dudes I don't know. Jimmy Boombots. Yeah, exactly. Going down. Um, but I did see that they wrangled a former Franklin County assistant district attorney into this by the name of Kayla Alves. Uh, she was tied to the operation and has already been sentenced to two years of probation and a $2,000 fine in exchange for a guilty plea. But her license to practice law was revoked and reinstated. Already reinstated. <laughs> before she's even done serving that probation. Okay, so close your eyes. Okay, you're, 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 you're disbarred. You're unlicensed. Just keep them, clo keep them closed. Okay, you're reinstated. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you're I, good. Think you, I think you learned your lesson. Uh, just do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around, because that's what it's all about. Now that's what it's all about, <laughs> yes! And like a good bitch, she said, okay, daddy. 
Um, so the the big guy, the guy at the top, the guy who was pinned to the top of the tack board with the red string and stuff, Lucas Saroy, him and his fan, some family members, an ex-wife maybe, uh, and a brother, um, they have not pled guilty. In fact, they pled not guilty is what they did, along with someone with the last name of Allen. And so their cases are ongoing. Two years later. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Expedient trial, my ass. Dad, show material. Crazy. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I kind of want to make a cartoon of all these characters. That's the only way I would ever remember them. Turn yeah. them into an animu. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Hitalia. <laughs> anyway, uh, in Michigan, Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed a bill allowing licensed weed businesses to conduct trade with tribal entities and funnel a portion of tax revenue back to the tribes whenever sales happen on their land. I had previously discussed these bills in episode 274, uh, three episodes ago, and so she signed them. It's another law. That's how it works. But kind of crazy. You gotta pass a bill on top of the legalization and all that shit saying, oh, yeah, you can uh, buy and sell and trade weed with the tribes, the reservations, and um, if they make a sale to you, some of the tax money should go back to them. Hmm. Yeah. You think? I don't know. It's fucking weird. Search me, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. Taxes are rape. Yes. It's all theft. Uh, but I've got a few Michigan stories tonight, so that was just the uh, the icebreaker <laughs> to get us into the cold north. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Um, In August of 2020, there was a raid by one of those lovely multi-jurisdictional narcotics units, which used a search warrant on a man's house and found over a thousand weed plants, charging the homeowner with two crimes tied to a 1978 drug law that um, said violators may be sentenced up to four years in prison for possession of less than 20 weed plants and up to 15 for more than 200 plants. I like 20 to 200. Good numbers there, guys. Yeah. I don't know what people are thinking when they pass laws, but uh, I guess they're thinking with their wallets and uh, incarceration rates are good for business. Anyway, dude was also charged with possessing a firearm because he had a shotgun in his house, as one does. Um... And he had two dogs that were out on the property. I was half expecting to read that the officers shot the dogs, but they didn't write about it if they did. They did decide to slap an animal abuse charge on this guy, and I wonder why. Maybe the dogs were chained up or something. They didn't get into that. Uh, But he was facing counts on top of that of operating a criminal enterprise and concealing more than $1,000 worth of stolen property. So, the court has just ruled in this case. Uh, The Court of Appeals made this ruling on October 5th that um, while illegal growers can face serious punishment for crimes like tax evasion uh, and have their valuable marijuana seized, growing weed, no matter how many plants, is only a misdemeanor. Mm. And so, um, he's had a lot of charges dropped. I'll be damned. Yeah. Even though he had over a thousand plants. Just a misdemeanor in Michigan now. 
Nice. So they're also scrapping that 1978 law that I mentioned, uh, which could have given him up to 15 years in prison, um, which, like I said, was 200 plants or if you had more than 99 pounds of weed. Right. Um, and so now it's punishable by up to 93 days in jail under the 2018 Michigan Regulation and Taxation of Marijuana Act. And since the passage of the legalization in Michigan, more than 3,500 people have been charged, similarly to this man, uh, for growing outside of what was written, you know, oh, God, home grow, so dangerous. Um, More than 1,000 of those folks were convicted under the 1978 law, and that means that all of those people, 1,072 of them, could now be defendants with grounds to fight their prior convictions. Nice. Yeah. We'll open the floodgates. That's right. So uh, that was good news. That was interesting. <laughs> Michigan. Yeah, it's, uh, they've been pretty blessed with how their legalization is rolling out. All things considered, all compared. You know? Sure, yeah. Like, that's a... That's a Decent step in the right direction. Yeah, I would say so. 1,000 fucking plants. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Now, also in Michigan, two lobbyists were sent to prison for a $42,000 bribery scheme, which we talked about on episode 273, uh, when... Rick Johnson was sentenced to 55 months in federal prison for taking those bribes. Um, This time, yeah, the two lobbyists were sentenced. Uh, One has two years. The other has a 20-month term he'll be serving. And they finally went into details about the stripper. Oh, thank goodness. It was money towards a sex worker was how they wrote it before. Yeah. Well, it was a Detroit stripper who got $2,000 to fuck Rick Johnson. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good, a decent job, I'd say, for her. Well worth it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends, I suppose. I wouldn't fuck Rick Johnson, but. All cash, baby. If that's your line of work, you know, $2,000 for an hour's uh, time <laughs> could be good. Think you drew it out the whole hour? Hmm, that's a good question. I have my doubts. <laughs> I have seen the man. Uh-uh. I have my doubts. Now, I've got an update from a story that appeared on the lanes last weekend. Oh. Which just so happens to also come out of Michigan. And this is about the dog owner that fed a THC gummy to their dog. Oh, yeah. And then were attacked and almost killed. And that was all the details released. Yeah, I remember. That was a really weird one. It was very weird, very vague. Well, the smoking gun has done its job as journalist and got a copy of the incident report. Yep. Uh, which talks about she's her home being drenched in blood. It it's very good for Halloween. Okay. It's very good for Halloween. I mean, I can just go ahead and read it if you'd like. Oh, sure. Yeah. Why not? <clears throat> so this uh animal control officer, sixty nine seventy three, uh at the Otsego County Animal Shelter, the only detail that Fox News had released, uh, when dispatch came across the radio looking for law units to assist EMS with a dog attack. 
I heard the call and asked Central Dispatch if they needed us to respond, and they stated yes. Myself and 6973 in the Chevy went en route with lights and sirens at 11.06 a.m. This is very fucking early to be fucking around with your Rottweiler. Central stated the victim was in the bedroom and the dog was wandering around the house. Upon arrival six minutes later, EMS was staged until we could get the dog contained. As we approached the front door, both of us with catch poles, the dog was in the picture window. The dog was observed to be a black and tan Rottweiler, which I thought was a standard Rottweiler. 6973 opened the door and the dog was to the left, straddling the couch and the table. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. What a weird picture. He's stealing my moves. He's just humping the couch and the table. <laughs> yeah. Spread eagle over it. Straddling the couch and the table's my moves. And this guy's uh, edging in. I don't like it. <laughs> Fucking dog. The dog was subdued, not barking or growling. 6973 walked in first and I behind him. I noticed a lot of blood on the carpet in the ki- in the kitchen area, the furthest point to the west of the door. The dog put himself on the outside west wall of the house in the kitchen behind the kitchen table. At no time did the dog act aggressive or bark at ACOs. Yeah, I was stoned out of, out of his fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was just mad at the person that did it to him. As one would be when they get drug raped. Yeah. At this time, I asked 6973 if he had the dog secure enough. I could contact the victim and get her out. He stated he did. I went down the hallway to the right of the living room, noticing an immense amount of blood on the floor and walls. I announced myself and heard the victim yell from the bedroom. I opened the door and witnessed the victim laying face up on the bed covered in blood. The room was semi-dark, but I could also see an extreme amount of blood on the bed as well as the walls and floors. The victim said that she could not get up. I went back out to the kitchen and again asked if 6973 had the dog secure enough that EMS could come in, knowing that they needed to get the victim quickly. He again stated yes. I radioed radioed Central Dispatch and told them to send EMS in quickly. The EMTs entered and I showed them where the victim was. They started to tend to the victim's wounds. I went back out to the kitchen with 6973. We came up with a plan on how to catch pull the dog and get him out of the house. 6973 reached across the kitchen table and slid the catch pole over the dog's head. The dog started fighting the catch pole, and I opened the side door into the garage, opened the garage door, and went to the... And that's uh, that's where they leave it off. Only one page of the report. But, you know, they got the dog out. What a cliffhanger. (laughs) Hold on. You can't just leave it there. Did she make it? Is she okay? Oh, yeah. Did she get the transfusion? Uh, Nearly killed. Well, let's see what the... uh, journalist wrote the was there a the reason story. did she like panic and just reach down the dog's throat trying to get the treat out and like try to for you know <sighs> was she like fucking struggling with the dog in stupid ways was it her fault it does man? not say why the dog was given a thc gummy it just starts off with the victim told officials she gave the animal a gummy that morning which suggests to me that she gave the dog it like a treat huh. oh good boy get stoned Mm. which not a good idea the fucking rottweiler that i I have learned she owned the dog for uh or he's two years old okay so at most she's owned the dog for two years two years um one two so she gave the dog the gummy this is also a gay lord residence worth noting neat and um the dog subsequently came into the bathroom while she was on the toilet and ripped her off the seat the woman Shit. said she fought the Rottweiler for an hour before being able to lock herself in the bedroom and leave the dog running the house. The two-year-old male named Blau 
weighed 82 pounds and was lunging and growling and trying to bite. So then they got the, you know, call to come get the damn dog and found her in that horror-like scene. Uh, Let's see. Uh, After a week in the hospital, the woman was released and began recuperating at her father's home. The man told animal control officers that his daughter was going through a bad divorce and the dog was very stressed. The man added that he was the one who bought the dog some gummies, apparently believing they would mellow out the canine. Oh, Oh my my God. Dom, dom, dom. They make doggy CBD treats for fuck's sake. Yes. And they always have that stoned-ass looking dog on the front. CBD for your dog. I really think it does more for the owner than the dog, but that's just me. These fucking dog mom, dog dad types, and you know these people are one of them, bro. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But also, come on. Give your dogs fucking prescriptions and drugs and stuff. And get them pet insurance. That's the other thing I see all the time. Pet insurance, so important. Now nah, I just fuck off. Pet insurance. No, nah, that's silly. Stupid. The victim's relatives sought an extreme solution to the problem with Blau, which is German for blue. In case you were wondering, Blau. Bleh. Le bleu. I thought it was le bleu. <laughs> Me too. But no, it is you are clearly mistaken, you stupid American. The blau. It is a blah. Eat the THC and go blau. Stupid. (laughs) Come on, have some respect. Yeah, and you know this person's uh, average IQ, a normie idiot. So they should have seen all these fucking news reports where they're like, "Hey, don't give your dogs weed, okay? Weed is bad for dogs, okay?" Don't let them eat joints off the sidewalk. We know there's tons of joints on the sidewalk. It's a dangerous business walking your dog down the street nowadays because of all the damn joints. Mm. So dumb. I have yet to see this jointed sidewalk, but it sounds interesting. Amazingly, I guess that uh, that propaganda line isn't really working with the people who need to hear it. No, I guess not. They just go to the dispensary and buy shit for their dogs. (laughs) Who knew? Scan your ID for your dog. It's kind of like uh, do, buying for someone that doesn't have an ID available. You know, not very legal. Not the way regulated systems are supposed to work. If the dog can't present a butthole ID himself and money for the transaction, he shouldn't get the goods. No. Hell, anyway. Okay. The woman's brother in law wanted to come get the dog and kill it, the report states. Well, I would too. Yeah. I probably would have killed the dog myself, though, if it was attacking me. Yeah. If it would have been over. snapping out, you got to go in and do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. If it's me or the dog, yeah. the dog's getting it. Yeah. Her estranged husband initially asked to rescue and rehabilitate Blau, but eventually asked if he could take the dog and shoot it. Hmm, that's an interesting uh, change of face. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it these days? I guess. <laughs> My term. I'm, Ten- he- I'm here to take care of the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well... He is taking care of it in yeah. his own way. He didn't need to tell him how he was going to take care of it. could have just taken care of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it all right if we uh, take care of it? <laughs> uh, even her ex-husband was mad about it. So 10 days ago, the woman signed a form authorizing the euthanization of the Rottweiler. On October 16th, the woman and her parents visited the county shelter to see Blau and say goodbye. The following day, the animal <laughs> was taken to the vet and humanely euthanized. So Blau... Has gone blau. He is no more. For something they fucking did to him. They triggered him. They gave the dogs the gummies that he shouldn't have had. Yeah. Made him spaz out. And you think about 
it's a Rottweiler too, you know? Like, come on. Yeah. You know what you're dealing with. He's just acting on his instincts, maybe. Some so people like, have animals they have no business handling. And if you can't handle your animal, well, you'll fucking wake up shivering in your bed and your animal has handled you. The animal was raped with drugs and then killed for it. Wow. Good job. And weed, of all things. Six Sad World. <laughs> to this bowl on Six Sad World. Tonight, yeah. On Six Sad World. Yeah. <sighs> well, F in the chat for the deranged <laughs> fucking Rottweiler. Yeah, he's just having a bad trip, man. Bad trip on gummies. So uh, it, it dog, was a real hey, story. Dog moms, dog dads. Duh. Don't <sighs> get Rottweilers. Yeah, I'm just maybe, I don't know, the whole... Pets as children replacement thing is very spooky to me. It's uh, it's unhealthy. Oh, incredibly. That's all. Mm. That doggo didn't deserve it. No, he did nothing he, wrong. The dog's, you know. He's a dog, for fuck's correct. sake. We made dogs. That's yeah. why dogs exist. And Out so, like, you know, you got to research your breeds on why each dog was made, because each dog was specifically made by us human beings for a purpose all of them and it's in their bloodline and we selectively bred all these different dogs for different traits do your motherfucking research on why certain breeds exist at all and then you will be more uh able to make a responsible decision over the breed of dog you have you know Mm -hmm. and that doesn't leave any breeds off the table man some of my favorite dogs i've ever met were pit bulls with very Capable, trained owners who understood what a pit bull was and treated them as such. And the pit bull was respectful because of it, you know? Yeah. If you get a dog that is bred to be a fucking very effective weapon of war, then you have to treat it yourself like you have one. And some people need a weapon of war dog. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For safety. Yep. I don't like... But these people who put it in a diaper and think it's their fucking child and they wear a dad mom, dog mom t-shirt, dog, oh. dog dad t-shirt because it's like the replacement for your body and mind screaming out that you need a child or something. It's not going to work. It's fucking different. That's yeah. not what the dog was bred to do and he's going to fucking resent you for not letting him do his actual job as a dog. Dogs also mirror energy. Very effectively. And so when she's going through a divorce saying, I want my dog to calm down, I want him to de-stress a little, it's like, hey, lady, have you tried calming down yourself, doing some relaxation techniques, (laughs) giving him a good little scratch behind the ear and just sitting with him on the couch for a little bit, rubbing his tummy, just chilling out yourself? No, of course not. Externalize it all, project it onto the dog, and then it's his problem. Mm -hmm. And you hate to see it. And I really don't appreciate THC being demonized. But yeah, I mean. It's spooky season, so we gotta demonize the THC again. I mean, it's just the. It's been a while. It's the easy thing to do, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh. Like, we could point out people's irresponsibility or we could just fucking blame it on the weed, so. Yeah, right. They don't have the willpower to actually, uh, make change, so. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Exactly. There it is. Now, moving on to a different state, away from Michigan, with its ups and downs this week. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a roller coaster up there. Yeah. Jersey City officials in New Jersey have filed a lawsuit seeking to undo the state's policy that allows cops to partake when they're off duty. Hmm. 
I fucking hate that. That really Sucks. pisses me off. Yeah. And uh, the New Jersey Fraternal Order of Police and State Policemen's Benevolent Association are lashing out, calling it an unfortunate waste of taxpayer dollars. And hey. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, guys. They know it when they see it. That's for sure. It's a bummer. Because uh, that's almost their entire job is wasting our taxpayer dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, kind of, you know, it's like if it's legal in your state, anyone off duty should be able to partake just like a beer. Are you telling cops that on the weekends they can't drink a beer? No. So why are you telling them on the weekends they can't smoke a joint? Because you can't piss dirty for a beer on Wednesday that you drink on Saturday. Like it's like weed is a little yeah. different. It always comes back. To I this. know, but that's fucked up. Yeah. Just like the tax situation and how the businesses can't write off their business deductions like everyone else. No section 280 for them. Yeah, you should have the right to, I mean, it should be considered like a medical privacy thing, the right to your own fucking chemical makeup, you know? It should be. It really should be. And we're all adults here. You can only legislate based on people's behavior, you know, and the harm they actually cause. Precisely. Now, New Jersey was really looking out for its officers and put them straight into the legalization initiative saying, hey, it's okay for cops to partake when they're off duty. And I kind of love that. Yeah. Because that's a job that's always been, oh, this is too uh, high importance. You know, you need clearances and safety, safety, safety. You can't smoke weed and be a safe person. So it's stupid, but mm, I hope they lose. You know, I hope that, uh, I mean, it sucks that, they're on the taxpayer's dime fighting against the will of the people that passed legalization, but whatever. If it takes them losing in court, then it takes them losing in court. Oh, and uh, wow, there's like a lot of updates this week. Going to Ohio, the defamation lawsuit against Afro Man that was filed by the cops yes. will partially proceed. Okay. So just to catch everyone up. They in, threw half of it out or something? Mm-hmm, a, a few things. In August, the Adams County Sheriff's Office executed a search warrant on Afro Man's house on suspicion of drug possession, drug trafficking, and kidnapping, of all fucking things. Uh, and then they didn't find anything. They didn't even find weed. They found lemon pound cake is what they found. <laughs> yeah, they did. I'd that thing like the fucking dirty whore that they wanted it to be. <laughs> uh, she's a whore. Yeah, uh, found nothing. So no charges against Afro Man. They just bust down his door, scare the fuck out of his girl, and leave. And so he released two music videos, Lemon Pound Cake and Will You Help Me Repair My Door? And then he sold some merchandise with the cop images on it and footage. And he sold the door even because it had to be replaced. They busted it. The <laughs> right. cops were so fucking offended by his actions that they filed a lawsuit arguing that Afroman used their personas for commercial purpose without permission, which caused them to suffer embarrassment, ridicule, emotional distress, humiliation, and loss of reputation. Oh, shit. Well-deserved, I would say. Yeah. So the ruling last week from the judge was that uh, two of the deputies' claims um, were dismissed because he believed that, and that was invasion of privacy by misappropriation and unauthorized commercial use. The judge found that the rapper's commentary there was protected by artistic speech. Hmm. Or free speech, as I like to call it, but you know, artistic speech. Well, all right. We're all a little artistic, if we're honest. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, however, 
the judge has allowed three claims to proceed. A claim about false light, unreasonable publicity of private lives, and defamation. Because Afroman's comments on the deputies appeared to be statements of facts rather than opinion, like that deputies wanted to kill him, or that one stole money, and another was a lesbian. Oh my goodness. Real hurtful fucking things he's throwing out there. No doubt. And uh, yeah, well, cops, they don't steal money. Yeah, it never happened even. So, um, yeah, it's the judge says it's not outside the realm of possibility that the deputies could prove they were entitled to relief. <sighs> so this is another wait it's and It's not see. against the law to get fucking laughed at for doing something dumb. Yeah. Stupid. And my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight comes from Australia, where the Australian Lawyers Alliance is pushing for cops to stop prosecuting people who drive after using medical weed if there's no evidence of impairment. Mm. And this is specifically in the state of Victoria, where they're preparing for a trial to assess the impact medical weed has on driving ability. And all across the rest of Australia, where they've got medical weed, it's just downright fucking illegal to drive while high. Condemns the rules. No exceptions. You drive better while stoned, they don't fucking care. You're stoned, they're going to take your money or take your ass. <laughs> your ass is grass. Eh, anyway, that's Absolutely all they got. taken. <laughs> oh, man. Taken. Got taken. Tell you what. Uh, well, thanks for the update. Uh, yeah, anytime. <laughs> got to keep, uh, keep them up to date. Got to keep them also metal. And that's what the Rev helps us do with the metal moment. Every week, and uh, now he's receiving value. He's joined after uh, years of reluctance. He's joined the value cycle. Yes. Because he's just a giver, you know? Yes. He doesn't know how to take. And it's like, well, if you don't know how to receive, then that's just less people can give. It's a little balancing act. So we're really glad that the uh, Rev is taking a slice and still bringing us a metal moment each and every week. Would you like to hear this week's? Yes, please. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Tardigrade Inferno is a band whose name echoes the resilience of the microscopic yet mighty water bear. Hailing from diverse backgrounds, this group infuses their unique style into every note, creating an otherworldly fusion of sound. Known for defying conventions, we can expect a blend of science and sonic artistry that transcends the ordinary. So join Tardigrade Inferno as they take you on a journey through the lands of the spooky, scary skeletons.
Spookiness to the maximum. Yeah, Maximus Spookiness. I love that song. Oh my god. Me too. Great pick, Rev. Uh, follow along with the antics of the Rev over on knowndentosocial.com. He's not posting boomer tier memes. He's just kicking ass. Give him a follow. Uh, he will troll you, though. So if you're into that kind of shit, then uh, get ready. I'm ready, though, to listen to some of the feedback on the topic. Every week we play this little game. Uh, you know it. You love it. You want to play it right now. It's called Deep, 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 Deep First Time. First Time I Ever. First Time I Ever Did a Thing. We're talking this week, of course, about the first time you ever drank loose leaf tea. Uh, remember that? I'm sure you do. Whip out your phone. 816-607-3663. Text, call, whatever. Well, let us know. First time. It's the first time for everything, and loose leaf tea is no exception. So I don't know. I mean, the vocal mail says bowl after bowl, but I mean, I guess like today's Tuesday, which means there shouldn't be a bowl of buds, but there is a bowl of buds because I feel like bowl of buds, you know, for like off Tuesday hour. Yeah. Ah, man, that's true. Ah! <laughs> oh wait, that's for the other podcast. It's a bowl after bowl. That does that stuff. Just like bowls um, with buds are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, actually, the last time I had loose leaf tea. I I, I don't know if I've ever had loose (gasps) leaf tea. Um, (gasps) Yeah. Wow. Oh, I know why. It's actually, sorry. Correction, I just read an ass. It's because the the URL has the Farmer Todd um, picture in there. So I guess it is just a normal. I apologize. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. No harm, no foul. Don't give it to uh, those other dudes. Just, you know, act like it was never there. Um, We don't know what kind of signals we're sending out. The URL had that. Fucking RSS, fucking pinging pods. Um, Anyway, um, yeah, Louis 50. I think I've had it. But I want to say, like, technically never, because we're talking, like, not in a bag, right? Yeah. So, being loose, that's AKA, the That's the looseness um, right there. So, like I said, I think I've had it, but I just don't know. So, I'm going to kind of say no. So, maybe it's a lie. But, you know, I don't remember the first time. Oh, my Sorry. God. But I'm not really a tea drinker. I'm not a tea drinker. never asked for tea. We have some tea at the house, and it's just there because it just doesn't get thrown away. Hmm. It's it's up there. Nice. And yeah. Break in case of emergency tea. Some rando stuff from I don't know, probably like hotels or something like that. Um They want you to take the tea. It's, it's fresh as fresh cannot be. <laughs> kind of like your mom. Hey oh um, yeah. spicy joke, spicy joke. Um, well, there's that. So I I love you guys. That dangerous. And uh, you know, whether or not you're 
not fully grasping the picture and the URL or you're just confused or you're you. Maybe that's the same thing. You can just say, Well, Kakad, a hearty caca to you, sir. Kakaller. Uh, man. Man, oh, man. Yeah, with tea like that, I wouldn't be drinking it either, man. Mm-hmm. Don't blame you, Christopher Battles. You're choosing your battles wisely. It's important. What's the first time you ever had that loose leaf? Well, my papa, my great-grandpa used to take me on dates to the <laughs> this Chinese buffet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they always prepared their black tea right in front of everyone. And I remember they had like huge leaves on that black tea. And then they put it in a little silk pouch and steep it and then pull it out and bring it to you in that pretty porcelain Asian tea kettle. Yeah. The China. The, <laughs> the good, China. The good China. Yeah. Yeah. With the chicken from China. The Chinese chicken. <laughs> of course. And uh, I thought it was really yummy. Black tea. Still one of my favorites. Didn't realize I was getting such a jolt from it when I was younger, but it was good stuff. And it had a good spice to it. It was the first time I really appreciated tea also. Yeah. And then I got into the bad habit of just ordering tea anytime I went to a Chinese buffet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them just use, you know, bags of tea dust. Just like a Lipton sack Lipton in the hot sack. water. Yeah. yeah. Tea dust. Yeah. <sighs> C-Dub says, are you sure it was black? I'm pretty sure it was black. Is he doubting the blackness of the tea? <laughs> Is he fucking the Joe Biden of tea? Could would be Oolang. Oolang, Oolang. Oolang, Oolang, Oolang. I also remember the first time I ever bought loose leaf tea. Bu- and buying it's the whole other experience. It was so fucking embarrassing that it took me so long. Yeah, I, might, I, I guess. Was I there? Yeah. Because that was the first time I had ever bought oh, it either. Was that the first time you'd ever had it though? Hell no. Okay, good. Yeah, and they did the they do the wafty thing in your face. They open yeah. up their tin of leaves and they take the lid and they push the air towards you. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I forgot yeah. about that. It looks like they're waving a little tiny trash can lid at you, like whoosh, whoosh. And you're like, Oh yes. <laughs> that smells wonderful. What is this plant medicine you're offering me? The scent is arable. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Mm. I bought a bunch of it. <laughs> I yeah. remember. The Yo, peach one was fire. The peach one. Yeah. I'm not really into fruit teas anymore. I like the peachy one. I know you do. I, you know, fruit in general, whatever, it's all right. But the peach, I get a sweet spot for the peaches. What can you say? You just love peaches. Uh, really love your peaches. want to shake your tree. That's why you do it all the time. Uh, next caller <laughs> is a tree shaker. En el cuinco, amigos. Hey. Hola. Uh, so. Yo, yo, yo. Loose leaf tea. I cannot remember the first time I had loose leaf tea because I have been kind of on the herbalism train for, sheesh, I don't know, ever since late teen, early adulthood, right? So Base. I don't remember. Um, but I can remember a time that I had loose leaf tea that was, Kind of interesting. It's it's called uh, pu puar or puir or puer, 
it's it's this Chinese tea, and it's it comes in a cake. It's not really loose. It's it's a cake, right? Mm. You have to break it up. Like brickweed and tea? Uh, I had yeah. learned about it on an herbalism site, and I tried it, and it was so good. Oh, my gosh. It was so, so good. And then I found a little Chinese hair in it, like a, a <laughs> straight black human hair Uh-oh. in the tea, right? Yeah. But I had never had tea that good before or since, and so I'm like, you know what? It's hot water. It's got a filter. Fuck it. I'm going to finish this tea. And then when I went back to buy more of it, it wasn't available anymore. I would have uh, had it hair at all. I didn't, it was so good. Like, you just don't even understand. Damn. So good. But um, I want to try that tea. Yeah, as yeah. far as I know, that particular brand is no longer available anymore. And I've tried other brands, and it just wasn't the same. Mm. But uh, it, it's like a, it's supposed to be like a fermented black tea. But I've had all kinds of, of, uh, herbal teas and stuff. There was this one. Oh, there was this guy that was so, and he was out of, um, out of, uh, he was Missouri, uh, St. Louis, out of, out of St. Louis, Missouri. Nothing and but trouble over Meridian there. And Botanicals. Um, his screen name was Coda. His, his real name is Justin something. I don't remember, but his yeah. stuff was absolutely freaking top notch. Everything. This guy would go all over the world and source the best herbs. Nice. And make these wonderful blends out of them that would for loose leaf tea that just I've never found anything like that before since either and oh I'd say about uh, three four five six months into COVID he got fed up to the top and couldn't handle it anymore and quit and I haven't seen or heard hide nor hair of him since and it's really like there's nobody else like him if you know of somebody let me know. Put it in the show notes. Something. Um, you know, I, I would love to find another apothecary like this. This guy was just the the most, and he was so knowledgeable. My gosh, his site Meridian Botanical is not there anymore. Or I lead you. Oh, oh hold on. It goes. Uh, she got. It. She got cool. it on the other side. All right. Yeah, got cut off mid sentence. Anyway, if you know of anybody like this dude, Meridian Botanicals, I don't know if you know about him because he uh-uh. was right close to your home. Um, but but I I've never understood how he was so he knew everything. His site, he was so knowledgeable about all of the the Ayurveda and the the Chinese medicine and the Native American medicine and nice. the just if it was a plant and it had any kind of properties that were medicinal or even like funsies, he knew about it. Just great, great dude. So anyway, I can't leave without saying in the bowl or wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to remember how to say it in Espanol. Uh, 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 it's, it's in la, no, in el cuenco. In El Cuenco. In El Cuenco. In El Cuenco. Thank you, Vox. That's a dumb place to keep Cuencos. Yeah, the only thing left of Meridian Botanicals is a sad, sad bag bag page. It hasn't been updated since 2019. Damn it. Mm -hmm. Another COVID casualty. You hate to see it. And I was going to say, we usually, we've got the Chinese marketplace here. It's a good tea spot. No doubt. Yeah. That's... They got all those fun little, like, roses and all types of bullshit you can throw in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've seen the pu'er, but I've never tried pu'er. Jasmine flowers. and 
as far as I'm aware. I do love when someone makes a blend. We have some foofy fucking tea shops in Kansas City. No doubt. Where it's like, oh, you want a cup of tea? $8. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, but you get a whole, like, theatrical deal out of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the experience. Now, C-dubs could be your hookup, Fox. In the chat, he said, I'll hook you up. Yeah, this guy knows a thing or two about a tea or two. Yeah. This was, in fact, his first time I ever suggestion. As so many of them are. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like the the guy that shines behind the scenes mm-hmm. during this particular topic. So what about you? When was the first time you ever tried loose leaf tea? Well, my mom really got into that shit. Um, she had a lot of things that she just like get in and out of, you know. Oh, yeah. With enthusiasm and loose leaf tea, they did the whole thing for a while. Um. She got the little uh, pincher ball things, you know? Pincher you, balls? No, the little ball. It's like a clasp ball. Oh, and then you, you squeeze the, the squeeze the ass end of it, and it opens up like a mouth, you know? Yep. You pack the tea in there. That's how she did it. That thing was cool. I always liked that thing. Like, I played with it, and she'd be like, knock it off, don't play with that. <laughs> One of those kind of things. You no know? fun allowed. You could break it. It's not that no fun was allowed. It's just unreasonable to let somebody play with something like that because they're just going to fucking squeeze it till it breaks. Yeah. You know, it's meant for holding tea and was it metal? opening one time. Yeah, it was metal. Okay. It was metal. And I never broke it, but I was constantly fucking with it because I like to fidget with things. I want to say that one of the first times I ever tried it too was in a, as like a, as a hot toddy. Oh, okay. I was sick. Yeah. And I had a bad sore throat. And it was like honey and rum and loose leaf tea. Nice. Boom. Who's better than me? Like fucking hour after that. <laughs> yeah. Put a little pep in your step. Yeah, you know. Make the throat feel a lot better. Took the edge off, you know. There's maybe like seven. Really took the edge off. Uh, this next caller knows how the edge is taken off. In the bowl, sweet bowls. In the bowl. In the bowl, sweet yeah, lavish. Oh, yeah. I... Grew up in a in a town where there was a lot of Asian influence over here on the West Coast. And when I was a kid, I went into Chinatown for the first time. And Chinatown, going into Chinatown is like a whole different planet. You know, might as well be. Sure, yeah, definitely. And I walked through, and uh, it it had temples that were built in a in an architectural fashion I'd never seen before. They were selling food on the street that I'd never seen before. And I was introduced to Buddhism in a very big way because we went into this Buddhist temple and it was beautiful. It was one of the most, I mean, at the time as a kid, when I was looking at it, it was just one of the most unusual, unique, beautiful things I'd ever seen. Yeah. And I was overwhelmed with all the shit, you know, and I was like, you know, but what I did notice was the tea. Everybody drank tea. Everybody was drinking tea. People think that America has a coffee problem. I mean, tea is so important to every aspect of that life. And so I found out uh, the importance of that, and I tried loose leaf not too long after that, that day, I think, in a restaurant or at some stop or something. And it was like, yeah, I don't know. I remember it. I just It was part of a day that I really enjoyed. And Asian culture has... Uh, inspired me in a lot of ways ever since it was just a cool deal to be part of something that you're not used to. Totally. I'm probably running on three minutes at this point, but 
he triggered in me a story, that <laughs> I, a memory that I remember, you know. Beautiful. It was great. Well, thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, in the bowl. In the bowl, sir. Uh, actually, wait, I want to see if I can run the set. I can probably run the set. Oh. It has to be three minutes. It's it's 2.23, but you can try it. It has to be like three minutes. Please. Give it a shot. we got time. I can't believe it is. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, two thirty-three, sir. Oh, good digits. Nailed it. The ideal voicemail length, in my opinion, two thirty-three. Yeah, anytime that magic number shows up, it's a good deal. Also, a lot of things can be done with thirty-three in general too, but it's got a different. You know, it's harder to do storytelling in that frame. Two thirty-three fucking nails it. Yeah, I uh, too have always um, had a appreciation for that Asian culture and philosophy side of things. First time you ever went to Chinatown is a good possible That is a good F time, no doubt. I'm writing it down. Because I was just about to be like, yes, I remember. And then, <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's a different F tie. No, yeah. Of course, my experience is on the East Coast, but Boston, Chinatown, I've drug you there. Fucking great. <laughs> Drugged with drugs. Best part of Boston, even. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun one. One of the sure. best parts, if not. One of the best parts, if not, kid. Fucking Chinatown. Now, bowlers, I want you to consult the show notes because C-Dubs has provided a bunch of links in the chat, and I'm putting them in the show notes for you. C-Dubs Lots of tea links. links. Nice. Yeah. Because C-Dubs is a tea links. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Um, C-Dubs also said, pinch your ball is gay. T needs room. T prison. He's probably and right. My thing about it, I was wondering, was just the metal. Because I have, uh, I do have T pinchers now. I have quite a few different types of T pinchers, but um, some of my favorite ones are metal. And I always think about that when I drink it. Like, eh, do I really want to put this metal into this hot water? I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you're scared of metal, you're not very metal. No, no. But you have but a I've, point. I see what you're saying. I've used like the silk to... pouches too. And also in lazy moments, I've just thrown leaves in. <laughs> yeah. If you can get them back out, that's fine. Easy. Uh, probably got a point though. It's got to swim around. Got to swim around. I like those weird uh, thermos things we got. With the yes, little the insert. Cages. Yeah. Yeah. I like those too. And. Tea prison, but in, in a more ethical prison way. <laughs> Small. Man. Clay pot or glass is good, yeah. Small clay pot, like I, a... Do you remember... Oh, it's best to do it in a teapot itself, in it, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the glass teapot we had? It was really nice, but it was glass and all glass breaks. The one I got you for Christmas? No. Oh, okay. No, that's an electric I was gonna pedal. Say. Um, my old coworker before I left the law firm got it for me as a going away present. Oh, right. And I was the tea lady at work. Mm-hmm. I always delivered people tea based on how they were feeling that day, and I had every fucking type of tea at my desk. I was a tea hoarder, and then I'd just give it out. People would be like, man, I'm really bumming. My cat is sick or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, I have some chai. Spice every day. <laughs> oh, Spice up your life. Spice up the world. Uh, just stupid shit. I was just a silly tea lady. Blessings from the tea fairy. That's exactly right. Yeah. 
And then I would do tea trades also. It made people start thinking about tea and expanding their horizons beyond even mine. Based. <laughs> There's a I lot just you had, can learn from yourself and others becoming a tea fairy. I just had too much tea and wanted to see it put to good use. So if you want to have a tea party, that's still the case. You know, come on down to the bowl. We'll have a tea party. Oh, come we on. got fucking tea, man. We got tea after tea. No worries. Brew you something up. Custom shit. Tea all day. A little bit of this, some of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is that all the tea stories? Oh, in the yes. We've run, we've run out of uh, responses. Oh. Sweetheart, I know. Guy, bowlers, you have to try loose leaf tea. In the words of a certain presidential potential, you have got to try the chai. <laughs> <laughs> the gold chai. One of the scariest fucking videos of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brew after brew as C-Dubs puts it more eloquently in the chat pretty fly for a cold chai <laughs> brew after brew I love it so what are we F-tying about next week my suggestion was this because it's Halloween night yes. next week is Halloween night it's a Tuesday it's a bull night Bowlween. nothing gets in the way of a Tuesday so you know Halloween Halloween be blessed and damned and all that it is there is a bowl after bowl going down at the same usual time. So what is the spooky F tie we can do? Cup after cup. Um, kind of like first time I wore a mask. Something I... I think ugh. it's like Halloween stuff. I just hate the word mask. I just, I just think like face diaper, mask, but I know bro. what like you they, meant. I they, know what you meant. They fucking stole the valor from masks, dude. Masks, when done properly, are pretty fucking cool. Yes, definitely Pretty magical. Cool. Ancient fucking totems. Yeah, very magical. Saves your goddamn life and even makes you invincible as Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. Majora's Mask. Bugra. I mean, we can do masks, man. Like, don't let them ruin masks just because no. they're a bunch of fucking No, retards. their face diapers are not masks. Correct. We gotta take back the word. Have a masquerade in the bowl. Yeah. For an All Hallows bowl. Mm. Uh, well, I was kind of thinking something more along the lines of the first time you ever summoned a demon. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if I'd have a story for that. First time I ever summoned a demon. Well, let's ruminate for a moment. C-Dubs might have a better suggestion. I see that another call has come in. Oh, look at you. Monitoring calls so I don't have to. It Del takes two. <laughs> DeLorean Rose story. Hey, yo, it's private browsing. Hey. hey. I didn't remember... My experience of having loose leaf tea until I remember, hey, growing up Mormon, we didn't really drink tea. Uh, so I yeah. had loose leaf when I went to San Francisco and I was in the Haight-Ashbury and I went into some random hippie store when I was 17 and they had toasted sesame and jasmine tea that was delicious. Ooh. And that was the first time I really had like fancy nice tea and I really enjoyed it and I felt very adult. And that's also the same trip in San Francisco where I auditioned for American Idol at the Cow Palace. No, oh, I didn't make it forward, but it was really fun. And uh, it was also the same season that Adam Lambert auditioned in the same location. So, yeah, Squee! Loose Leaf Tea is inextricably tied to American Idol for me. Incredible. Do Mormons just not drink tea no. at all? No. No huh? caffeinated beverages, no coffee, <gasps> no tea. Oh, the caffeine. Mm -hmm. uh, no coffee, no tea. Yeah, America runs That's drugs, man. That yeah, drugs. at least at least there's some consistency in a stance like that. You know? Mm. There's some consistency there. God bless the hippies. 
we're all fucking caffeine crackheads. <laughs> what? <laughs> Trust me, man. This country runs on caffeine and has for the last hundred and so oh, yeah. years, man. Uh, not quite. But, you know, I but. don't see a warning of addiction on this caffeine can that's to my left. Definitely uh, post-war it's, boom. It's interesting that, you know, they got to warn about addiction to cigarettes. Got to warn about addiction to fucking maybe fa- fag bag over there. But um, <laughs> right. energy drinks are cool. Yeah. No potential addiction. Definitely no advertising to kids. Yeah. What are you going to do? Everybody's all messed up about it. And don't worry about it. Uh, it's good that you got out. Hyde Ashbury's cool. Yeah. And seeing a little bit of loose leaf tea action after a lifelong sheltering from the blessings of tea. And sesame seeds and jasmine, was it? My stony memory sucks. Jasmine sesame, I think that's that right. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Um, C-Dubs in the chat suggested the first time you got seriously spooked. Oh, that was M. Andrew Jones, actually. Wow. <gasps> Good suggestion. First time you got seriously spooked. I like that one. I'm into that. It's more open. Yes. But I might. Yes. I really want to share a demon summoning story. And so I will. Okay. I'll work it it's in. It's Halloween. Yeah, yeah. If I can work it in. Exactly. You're the goddamn succubus of the stream. You know, you're going to fucking. Succubus of the streams. Yeah. Of all streamdoms. <laughs> There's a lot of streams out there. I'm sucking them streams. Yeah. Slurp, slurp. Succubus of the streams. You would know more about that. That yeah. is your area of expertise. Yes. I too have been summoned. Mm hmm. Cool. All right. I like that. Um. Next week, then. First time you got seriously spooked. Not a joke. Call 816-607-3663 and spook us with your tales to read on Halloween night. <laughs> yeah, send pictures, too. Yeah, spooky pictures. Whatever you got. Whatever you got, we like it. And uh, Spook we- me, baby. Ooh, you spooked me just with that. Only one thing left to do now. I almost dropped my bowling ball bag right on my foot. Oh, fuck. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. Glad that you have good reflexes and held on to it. Yeah, it could have been a busted toenail easily. <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> a woman from Ghana was arrested in Taiwan after being there illegally for 33 years. Mm-hmm. After all these years. Now she's a Ghana. <laughs> got him. I got him. That was good. That was a good one. I like that. Uh, yeah, she's a 63-year-old lady uh, from Ghana. I'm okay. sure she probably stood out, and the cops were eyeing her, and she started acting weird. So then she got approached, and she, you know, came to Taiwan in 1990. She saw, and she allegedly left later that year. Uh, oh. They don't know how she got back. And uh, she doesn't exactly speak Taiwanese. Is my eyes deceiving me? She's a cleaner. So and now uh, they've got her detained to find out what they can. What have you been cleaning, bitch? <laughs> 33 years you've been just cleaning? Mm-hmm. What do you know? What do you know? Yeah. Like, Goddamn, just leave the poor lady alone and <laughs> shit. Yeah, seriously. It's just working. Isn't there a statue of limitations or some shit? Of 33 fucking years contributing to that economy. Yeah, what the deal is. Cleaning your shit and not complaining about it, sticking around. 
doing her damn job. Yeah. I just feel like that's something you got to pick and choose your battles on. 33-year-old lady, come on. 63-year-old lady. Yeah, been there 33 years. 33. Yeah. But you know what they say, 33 is a magic number, so maybe she should have gone home after 32. That's true. Or hop to a different country to clean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but what I do know is that in Wisconsin, Menominee Falls School District banned 33 books from the library this week. Oh, no. It's a trend. Uh, everyone's banning books. And I know locally here, there was a library that got rid of every book published before 2008. That's a fucking tragedy, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is like the most dystopian type shit. I know. It's like, oh, yeah, we have all the classics. They were just reprinted in sure. 2012. And they took out the potty language. Talk about reprints and new editions and revisions and shit. But, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Keep it original. I know. We've lost enough as it is. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why you got to check out those library book sales. Oh, man. And you scoop get them old, and archive them. Some old dusty humor book, dude, from like. The post-war boom era or even before, like... The, it's good shit. Different ways of writing, man. Yeah. Uh, among these books, these were all... All 33 of them are said to be sexually explicit. And on the list was Slaughterhouse-Five, mm -hmm. The Bluest Eye, Wicked, and The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, just to um, pull out four of them, okay. you know? So there's some friendly fire going on, too. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> Sex. They have a zero tolerance policy on sex as like I a backlash so. to all of the. Yeah, they're going nuclear. My four dads, uh, tranny, <laughs> tranny engagement hour. In yeah, like children's library. No that nuance. Has to go on. No, yeah. and the bluest eye and slaughterhouse five were both required reading for me in public school. So, and you know, it's disturbing content. And the bluest eye, especially, was disturbing content, but. Uh, it evokes emotion and stirs something within you, which is what good writing does. And I don't know. I don't support banning books. No, it's a fucking... It's a trap. Bad move every time, no matter the book. There's zero books. There's zero books that justify any banning. No, because once you ban one, it leads you down to banning them all. It's not only abhorrent in the... Coming from, a, you know, any terms of free thought and expression and remembering our history, but it's just, it also doesn't work. Is the problem. It doesn't achieve any kind of end that you set out to achieve. In fact, much like prohibiting substances, I would argue that children are now being driven to seek out these books that have been banned and find out where the sex scene is. <laughs> I know for one, that was the only reason why I picked up a copy of Wicked, and it mm. was a lackluster fuck scene, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. <laughs> I wasn't that emotionally invested in the book. Okay. I know, I've never read not my kids, style. So. Yeah, well, couldn't tell you. You're not going to either. So don't read a lot of books these days. You know, just like pick things up, put things down. <laughs> You're reading a lot of code instead. Fucking look at screens, dude. Ugh, it's an occupational hazard. I hate that. You got to uh, pick up books by M. Andrew Jones. I got a couple books by M. Andrew Jones. Read books from people that you know and love. I should read that fucking. Another carve one? the time out. Yes. It's, it's, again, one of those things about will, you know, commitment. <laughs> Decisions to do it. Servo's caught up on my wordage there. Lackluster fuck scene. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. 
Hey, few I was 12 things, and unimpressed, okay? Few things will let you down more than a lackluster fuck scene, let me tell you. I just don't think it helps that it was written by a man. And I have a lively fuck scene with pizzazz. It's like when Stephen King writes fuck scenes, you a know? fuck twist. Like, yeah. The seed always is spilled. And it's like that wordage right there. I'm like, the seed is spilled. Holy moly. I know. I remember reading The Shining and that line is in there. I was like, ugh, gross. <laughs> Hold it flat so you don't spill it. Yeah. Fuck. People are handling, you missed. They're mishandling the seed. Exactly. M. Andrew Jones nails the sex scenes. Uh, yes. Go to mandrewjones.com. Find out why. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw that a leading apartment resource shows that rent in Nashville has risen a whopping 33% from the start of the pandemic. Are you shocked? Here's my shock face. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> See, Dubs says, uh, DeLorean, guess who does all the fucking? All women want are vampires, not complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm, yeah. Anne Rice, what can I say? That's why, it's why she keeps insisting I'm one, which <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. You, I can just live my life. You haven't gone through your cradle of filth, dark times phase yet. <laughs> Got so, me through know. some very dark times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the average rent in Nashville is... Is two thousand one hundred sixty-five doll hairs. That's just too damn much. The rent is too damn high. Nash Vegas, we fancy. Mm. Yeah, I wonder how empty uh, the rentals are right now. Just uh, move in with a friend, live in a garage. I don't know. <laughs> wait, don't wait, know. What, what are you gonna do? Split the rent do? four ways, whatever. Yeah. Got to get through hard times. <laughs> uh. A story came out of the South China Morning Post. Hong Kong's affluent become millionaires at an average age of 33. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. This is the year. This is my year. Not that I'm Hong Kong, but, you know, I'm not wrong. Just stacking sats, which is the way to be. I'm wanting to make it to be my year. (laughs) Yeah, 33. I finally find the box of money in the wall I've always daydreamed about. Or the treasure at the thrift store. Mm. Come on, you know it's a flip. You're like, this is a $50,000 flip. We're going to auction it off. I'm calling C-dubs right now. You'll know the guy. (laughs) Uh, Hook me up. Oh, shit. Yeah. I always look, uh, but I get distracted by the vintage mushrooms. What can I say? I love mushroom junk, you guys. (laughs) I'm a simple lady when I go to the thrift stores. Mushrooms, unicorns, wolves. Yeah. It's kind of what catches my eye. Got the things you're looking for. Yeah. Fuck the rest of it. It's just, you know. Occasionally, I'll see things that I'm impressed a, by. A good specimen out in the wild, you know. Oh, yeah. this and that. But honestly, you know, it's just a rare treasure. Yeah, like that hand painting we got for a dollar that's in our bedroom. That's Fucking cool. dope. That's a cool one. Deceased Kansas woman painted it, and it's beautiful. Takes me places. Ah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There was a guy that didn't really help people get places. They wanted to be taken places. Okay. Uh, I saw a lot of people talking about this story today, and I didn't have it on the lens, but I added it in because I couldn't get away from it. I was probed, probed about the story. Oh, shit. Of 
a pilot. There it is. Who decided to disrupt the fuck out of a flight. Oh, fuck. On Sunday. Yep. He was riding in the jump seat. Okay. Of a jet, flight 2059, operated by Horizon Air, which is a subsidiary of Alaska Airlines, leaving Washington State around 5.23 p.m., aiming for San Francisco. When the plane yeah, his first mistake. was about halfway between Astoria, Oregon, and Portland, one of the pilots noticed this man throw his headset across the cockpit and announce, I'm not okay. Oh. Trust me. I'm not okay. He didn't bust out in song, though. That's um, a hell of a thing to notice. Yeah. I know. Like, Don't they have their headsets on? But if you see a guy throw something, I guess that does catch yeah. your eye. Like, I noticed. It's just funny to like recall that in the report. Mm-hmm. Then I noticed the man lose his shit completely. <laughs> yes, because then the man, Mr. Emerson, Uh-oh. tried to grab two red handles that cut off fuel to the fucking engines. Okay. Yeah, and so then there was an altercation, a brief physical struggle. Yeah, somebody's ass has to get kicked immediately. In the report, yes, between the pilots and Mr. Emerson. Yes. Who quickly settled down and left the cockpit. Uh, Alaska Airlines said in a statement on Monday that because some residual fuel remained in the line, the quick reaction of our crew to reset the handles restored fuel flow and prevented fuel starvation. Because, man, that plane could have just fucking been a glider, I guess, at that point. Just going to glide down where we can. Yeah. So, um, Mr. Emerson walked to the back of the plane after he left the cockpit and allegedly said to a flight attendant, you need to cuff me right now or it's going to be bad. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And so they restrained him in the back. And while he was back there, he tried to grab the handle of an emergency exit door, but was stopped by a flight attendant, according to federal prosecutors Uh-oh. at this point. So what was going on, do losing, you think? He's losing his goddamn mind in the sky, man. He was losing his shit. Yeah, he's trying to get out of the plane. And Did he summon a demon? It kind of sounds that like way. a pocket demon. But he... he he has placed the blame because he opened his fucking mouth. You have to chain me up quickly. Quickly. <laughs> right, I know, yeah. The demon's <laughs> taking over. It does seem that way. Uh, what but the fuck? No, he blamed something else, not Uh-oh. a demon. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Uh, Gummies. Shrooms. Shrooms. I know. Well, he says he's been depressed for six years and his friend just died. And he took shrooms 48 hours before riding in the cockpit jump seat. Now, this really pissed me off because I have never had a shroom trip last 48 hours, dude. Seven hours, eight, maybe seven or eight, I would say for me. That's just me. That's just one woman's experience in Minecraft with shrooms. But I don't know. I haven't done a lot of different (sighs) drugs. I don't know. Don't they uh, like leave your system within a day or so? I mean, psychedelics are a little bit uh, interesting and strange. Doesn't help that he mentioned Depends, this Depends, like, how much did he do? How his, much has he ever done? What is his deal? Well, you know? yeah, and this is where it gets people, worse. This is the thing, man. People are, some people are avoiding a mental break that they get mm. to no longer avoid on a psychedelic journey. And then, you know, are they refusing to be ready for that or over that or past that? Well, when you're up in the fucking sky still freaking out about something, it doesn't really matter how long ago you ate the mushroom. Yeah. 
To his defense, he says that the shrooms made him dehydrated and he couldn't sleep after he took them. Okay. So sleepless and dehydrated seems to be more to blame than the fucking shrooms, but you know what the New York Times is going to run with. Shrooms bad. Pilot who disrupted flight said he had taken psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah, shrooms bad, okay? Yeah. Obviously. It's the take-home Not. lesson. Yeah. Yeah. He told the police, I didn't feel okay, according to the federal complaint. And this, again, why are you talking to the police, bud? You need to be talking well, to an attorney. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. That's true. This is all because you opened your fucking mouth. All of this. The reason why everyone's laughing about, hey, don't take shrooms before you go flying today, bud. Shroom, shroom, shroom. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, because this guy couldn't just call a fucking attorney. Anyway, I digress. He says in the report, it seemed like the pilots weren't paying attention to what was going on. I pulled both emergency shutoff handles because I thought I was dreaming and I just want to wake up, which is not a good excuse. Yeah, you can't do that mid-flight. No. Yeah, keep dreaming. So. Dumb fuck. uh, He was charged in federal court today with one count of interfering with flight crew members in attendance, but also charged in the Multnomah County Circuit Court in Portland, Oregon, with 83 counts of attempted murder and one count of endangering an aircraft. So he has entered a not guilty plea. Congratulations, um, my man. And he's been a pilot for more than two decades. A pilot. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Completed his required Federal Aviation Administration medical certifications, which I don't know what that means, but he's completed them. Uh, his certifications have never been denied, suspended, or revoked. He doesn't have a criminal record. Just one bad shroom trip to blame. Everything coming, but really what that is, is just everything coming to a head. He said he was depressed for six years and his friend just died. Correct. Yes. It's not the shrooms. It's you. The shrooms will clear the cobwebs out of, you know. Whatever you're hiding from. Whatever you're putting up (laughs) between you and your problem, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to face that shit, though. You can't make it other people's problem. You have to face that shit and pass the test. Exactly. And no fucking airplane flights until then, you know? I mean, if you're a pilot, you know better than that type of shit. If they're you they're very strict about drug and alcohol intake. But also not sleeping. You can't do anything when you haven't slept for days. Yeah. You should not be doing stuff, especially manning a plane. Yeah. That's what uh, the mental health day's for there, brother. <laughs> Granted, he was just in the jump seat, so I'm guessing he was getting a ride to his job. So he should have been napping. He should have been taking a fucking nap. Perhaps. We don't really know. Yeah. I'm just I one asshole know. on a podcast. I don't know, man. Sit in the seat. You could have... <laughs> Remained uh, with your seatbelt fastened and your chair in the upright position. He should have just. But you didn't. Sang the damn MCR song like I did. Yeah. And then laughed. I would not want to fly out of plane in the best of circumstances. No. Which is why I haven't for a very long time. No commercial flights for me. It's it's just like it. (laughs) It's just as bad as riding the bus, dude. Because it's the same fucking thing, only it's longer. It's like a longer commitment. All right, I'm tying my whole life to this goddamn flight. And already, right when you walk in, you consent to the fucking butthole search and the x-ray vision, and no, fuck that. Pull me aside and pat me down, fuckers. You want to waste my time? I'll waste yours. (laughs) No, I haven't. Uh, 2016 was the last time I flew, before the election, to the Libertarian National Convention Mm. in Florida. That's right. Yep. And I got my boobs jiggled. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. 
Oh, you don't want to go through the x-ray? All right, I'll feel you. <laughs> I mean, I'll pat you down. Yep, nothing on there. <laughs> but we had to check the bra area. I mean, God they, damn. they are pretty jigglable. That's let's be honest. If I was yeah. hiding a lot of fucking heroin or cocaine. They wouldn't have known. They were too distracted by the jiggle. <laughs> it was just a quick jiggle and moving down. I was like, man, I thought they were going to like pull my shirt and look between them, which is, you know, where you would put stuff. Sure. So, whatever. Their loss. And speaking of loss. Uh-oh. Do you remember the story where like two million dimes were stolen out of a truck? Of course. From the U.S. Mint? Yeah. yeah. Well. March of dimes. Right out of there. Yeah. There are now four men facing federal charges for that. Yeah. Stealing $234,000 worth of dimes. It's hard to get away with something like that. That's a heavy load. Yeah. I guess that there was a whole spree of robberies that week. Damn. From tractor trailers passing through the region. Uh, and thieves got away with frozen crab legs, shrimp, meat, beer, liquor, and all these fucking dimes. Band of road gypsies roaming through. Yeah. Now, we first talked about it. On episode 239, tomorrow doing today, and today I'm doing tomorrow. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, this truck driver uh, that got stolen from was bound for Miami, and he pulled into a parking lot to sleep. So, during the night, thieves made off with his cargo. Shit. Six tons worth of fucking dimes. Goddamn. Jeez. Thousands of coins were left scattered all over the lot in northeast Philadelphia. Oof. They made a mess, and they got caught. Yeah, how are you going to fence $200,000 worth of dimes, dude? You can't. If that's going to take the rest of your life, the payoff's not big enough, you know? <laughs> Seriously. First, you got to split that a bunch of ways, and then you got to fucking fence it all? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Good Fuck luck. that. I'd have left it there. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Ooh, I'm going to steal the world's largest ransack of, 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 of dimes. Of dimes? <laughs> You got to think about a thing called value density. Come on, dummy. Yeah. In their defense, surveillance camera caught six guys stealing it, and there's only four that have been caught, so two of them are still out there. Yeah. Fencing dimes to, you know, six-year-olds, I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're buying a lot of dimes. fucking bubble gum, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> they're king of the fucking dime store. Oh. Emperor of dimes. No dime bags here, just... Fucking dimes. Why can't it be 1956? Yeah. Go to the penny candy shop. Cheeseburger and shake and fries every day of my life for the rest Mm. of my life. (laughs) That'd be fun. With all these fucking dimes. It's more like 10 bucks now instead of 10 cents. Yeah. And everywhere you try to pull some shit off, you noticed. Wow, that guy has a lot of dimes. (laughs) Did you see the guy in there the other day? He had like so many fucking dimes. He paid entirely in dimes. Yeah, it was like $17.30. And they were so shiny and new. And 173 fucking dimes. Yeah. Uh, What could go wrong? (laughs) Seems like a foolproof plan. Yeah. Well, fishing is usually a foolproof plan. These guys were in Scotland, and they decided to go magnet fishing. And they pulled something up that wasn't a fish. I love that shit. It was a fucking grenade. Still intact. Oh no. So what do you do? Call the bomb squad. Yep, bomb squad came in. And they did take care of it with a controlled explosion. But there was bad news for the fishermen. Uh Oh. The magnet got blown up with the grenade. Uh, They didn't take their magnet off, so. 
Well, at that point, you just say, well, fuck it. Get another magnet. <laughs> I guess. But bomb Squatch will pay for that, damn it. They well, blew it. It's not their fault that the... Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you picked know. up a nade. <laughs> you fucking fish around with a big-ass magnet, bro. You catch what you catch, the good and the bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's on the magnet, man. You will get another magnet. It's no worries. Yeah. You can pull some cool shit out of fucking creeks and stuff. Magnet fishing. That is a fun little... Fun little time. You ever been magnet fishing? Shit, yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna put that on the first time I ever. First time I ever went magnet fishing. I mean, I've used a fucking beep boop at the beach. <laughs> we can't think of the fucking word a for it. Beep boop at the beach. <laughs> wow. A metal detector. Very nice. Not a magnet, but a metal detector. A boop boop beating. <laughs> beep boop at the beach. On the beach. <laughs> hey man. I'm living my boop boopy best life over here, all right? Fuck yeah, you are. That's what I appreciate about you. But now I want to go magnet fishing, so adding it to the bucket list. <laughs> totally. I'll take you fucking magnet fishing. Okay, cool. Uh, You could also take me to a fancy restaurant. Okay. Which is one Lithuanian man in Spain enjoyed doing. He was known as the Gastroheta. Because he had a little scam that he would pull at these fancy restaurants. Gastro hater? <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like in English, yeah. Uh, he would go into the restaurants, okay. order his favorite seafood plate, get some good whiskey, once, twice, maybe three times, get a little dessert, end up with a bill between 30 and 70 euros, and then say, oh, fuck, my heart, and fake a heart attack. <laughs> Now, the first time, you know, he got an ambulance, and he was taken away to the hospital and discharged, and totally fine. Isn't an ambulance ride like a fucking thousand dollars, though? Like, how's he going to do this? Like, how's that scam work? It doesn't. That's the thing. Yeah, like, first time they got the ambulance ride. I don't know okay. what an ambulance ride costs in Spain. Okay, Spain. You probably can hitch that shit for free. But they did find out he, I mean, the EMTs knew he was faking it. All his levels are good and stuff. And every time he would get caught, he would just peacefully like leave or whatever. Okay. Especially if you don't have to pay the bill, I'd be fucking peaceful too about that. Yeah. But they talk, they keep talking about how much whiskey he was drinking and how he wasn't, you know, drunk. But he kept pulling this scam 20 fucking times. And then they would impose a small fine on him. Oh, God. But he never paid the fine. Nice. He, he did this. Eight times in the last three months of 2022, and 12 times in 2023. I got caught up in the in the scene with all the seafood and the whiskey. I was losing my mind, drunk with power. And so, this time, they don't want him to just get off the hook and do it again. Because they know he's going to do it again. He's addicted. Sure. They probably got his picture taped up in all the places by oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He looks like a Russian guy, to me. Mm-hmm. A Russian Spaniard in Lithuania. Where the fuck is this? A Russian. They're in Spain. Where? And he's not in from the Spain. The world is Carmen San Diego. Okay, a foreigner in Spain. Yeah, and so uh, they have kept a hold on him now, and he will be sent to prison for an undisclosed amount of time. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Lock him up. It's a seafood bandit. <laughs> yeah. Secure your shrimp. Put that calamari away. He's coming true. Sorry, I, I just don't understand why they served him. If you know who the fuck he is, like, yeah, that's like, what. All right, the pictures on the walls are for you. Like, hey man, you came in here and had a heart attack once. Shame on us. The second time, shame on you, and that's fucking it. We're done. Yeah, sorry, sir. You don't sir. come in here. 
Like, <laughs> no, the, the server staff, knowing full well who he is, still brings him the fucking tray. Yeah. Seafood fettuccine. Ugh. What are you talking about? Well. Well, good on him getting some. Yeah, it's a lot of good food. Yeah. Makes I know. I want some seafood like, oh, right now, right this moment. I've got some scrimps. Oh, I got some shrimps upstairs ready for post bowl time. Holy shit. Anyway, I got another funny story too for the lanes. I'm into that. This time it's in Poland. Okay. This guy stood motionless in the front window of a store in a mall with a bag in his hand for hours just so that he could stay in the mall after hours and go on a shopping spree. The craziest part is they show a picture of this tard in the front window looking like a dude with a bag in his hand. I know he's standing motionless, but all of the other mannequins are jet black with no facial features, and then there is a man. Just a dude just standing beside them. Yeah. Like, wow, they really went all out for that realistic-looking one. It's probably They can only afford that one, though. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. He's probably just got, like, a fucking... Iron Maiden t-shirt and some holes in his jeans or some shit. He's just a fucking 22-year-old dude with a bag in his hand. Okay. And a jacket on. Looks like it's fucking cold in Poland whenever he pulled this little stunt. (laughs) And so, anyways. They will never know it's me. The mall closes. The doors are secured. He breaks free from his stance and robs a jewelry stand. And he got out. He did this three fucking times. And one time... He got out of the store and went to a food station, made himself some food. Oh, fuck yes. Then stole a new outfit, then went back to eat some more. But his luck did finally run dry. On the third time, you know, the magic number three. Oh, my God. Some security guards are like, oh, fuck. He's trying to do it again. Look at that guy standing in the window. Yeah. And um, he had taken money from a cash register, attempted to steal other items, uh, but was arrested and could face up to 10 years in prison. Shit, man. I just don't know how you get out of the locked mall. I would assume you were totally locked in there. I know there's yeah, a video of him. Yeah, you just have fun all the way till the next day when you can sneak out again. Ah, oh, yeah, makes sense. To get out of the store to the food court, he was able to push up the metal door that's on the store. Yeah. So, I guess those things can be moved from the inside. Probably. Silly. uh, Probably a guy who knows what he's doing when it comes to locks and things, too. Yeah. Even if it's like a script kitty version. Like, locks aren't really... He's got uh, All that jazz. Yeah. Lock-picking knowledge. Read a few books. Maybe maybe he's done it. I don't know. Well, he did it at least three times. Yeah. This little stuff. Maybe he just jiggle-forced it, too. There's many ways to uh, overcome such a situation. Yeah. That's right. Be honest. You always wanted to do that, right? Like stay in the mall after the mall hours and then do whatever you want while the mall's closed. Yeah, it would be fun. I thought about it when I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, yeah, of course. But also, like, I would only wanted to do that if my friends were there too. If you pulled That's it off of one it. time, I would just be grateful to God for the rest of my life. I wouldn't be like there the next fucking night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, this works. This is gonna keep working. No. <laughs> No, yeah. I would just like think about it in internal monologues to myself for the rest of my life, and it'd be a story that I never told fucking anybody ever. I'd just be like, wow, mm. that one time, man. Holy shit. Mm, yeah. Not many malls to pick from now. Uh, plenty in Kansas, though. Kansas got some malls. Kansas is rocking the malls. That is true. Yeah. My Galleria Mall in 
taunting though. R.I.P. You know me though. Total bulldoze. I can't sit still. Yeah. Would never work. No. They have those fun fucking uh like zip lines and shit in the mall now. Yeah. Oh. Just jungle gym all night. Yeah. Anyway. A <laughs> California man, sixty nine years of age. Nice. Went into Canada, bought some fine art, and then tried to sneak it back in through Vermont because, uh, well, you know, it's not very legal in the United States because the art was made from a whale tooth and a walrus tusk. Ooh. Carved from bone. And you gotta get fucking permits for that, bud. Yeah. Gotta get permits for that. Yep. Got nine Inuit statues from a Montreal art gallery. Illegal, bud. Uh Illegal imports. Illegal art. So Customs and Border Protection seized him after hassling him about them and finally him admitting that they were made from walrus tusk. Four of them, at least. Uh, Gotta get a permit, bud. Sorry, bud. That's ours now, bud. I know. I can't help but wonder what the state of Vermont is going to do with them. (laughs) Put them in another museum for some other motherfucker to smuggle out of. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It keeps on the move, I'm sure. Oh, Florida men got all confused this week. They wanted to kidnap a guy from uh, his apartment. And so they waited outside the apartment on October 13th, which was a Friday, you know, of all nights to do this shit. And they got him at gunpoint, threw his phone away, and drove him to a house, undisclosed location, only to find out they got the wrong guy. They grabbed the guy's coworker. <laughs> So, it's all part of the plan. Yeah, well, I guess that's what they had to start working with because they threatened him, they put a drill to his head, Jesus. pointed firearm at him, doused him with water in what was a simulated waterboarding situation, and dude says he really thought he was going to fucking drown, so it wasn't good. Um, but anyway, guy says, hey, I can get in touch with the guy that you need to help you carry out whatever scheme you're planning. And so they gave him a device to access his iCloud account to get the coworker's phone number and had him call the guy. And then they drove him to the business so that they could get dude outside and kidnap his ass like they were originally planning. Except when the guy went into the business, you know, he decided to phone in a bomb threat so that cops would show up. Mm -hmm. And it was two in the fucking morning, too. And so cops did show up and arrested all the suspects. So it did not work. Did not work out. Plot foiled. Yeah. Bad planning. Piss poor planning leads to piss poor performance, Florida men. That's right. And my final story for the lands tonight comes from Utah, where a town is cracking down on a certain Halloween display. Oh, no. Yeah. This guy decided to put a skeleton pole dancing on a street sign, a city street sign. And a neighbor came and cut it down, so he put the pole dancing skeleton back up. And finally, the neighbor, this fucking Karen or whoever, neighbor wars, decided to alert the authorities, so the city very officially posted on the fag bag that he had until 9 p.m. to remove the skeleton because it's against city code. You know, you gotta stop calling the cops, dude. You're acting like a little child, okay? And so the dude did take the skeleton down off of the city street sign 
and put it on his own property and made the display even bigger with <laughs> lights and music and skeletons and chairs tossing money at the stripper skeleton. And so uh, there are very upset neighbors and there are neighbors who are dropping off their own decorations to add some fuel to this fire. Fuck yeah, and Halloween boy, wars. I love to see it. You gotta love it. Halloween I wars. Do. Bitches that time of year. Just get over it. Good God. I know. It's skeletons it's a anyway. Ske- a plastic skeleton, too. Oh, come on, man. Have a little Not fun. Not even really like spooky, scary skeletons, you know? Just a stripper skeleton. This is the reason why Margaret and I wanted to move into this HOA so nonsense like this wouldn't happen. We pay good money so that no fun goes down here. Like, <laughs> goddamn. Get so a stupid. life. Seriously. Get a fucking life. Keep driving. Go to where your house is, where this isn't going on. Yeah, it's another situation where it doesn't work, does it? They're just getting louder and more obnoxious. That's all you got. Yep. That's all I've got, too. For the lanes this week, that is. Beautifully done. Well rolled. Yeah, some good rolls tonight. That's 111 here in FEMA Region 7. Oh, good digits. Why not? Perfect time to hand it off. Thanks, bowlers been a great night you're a lovely bunch please join us for some more bulls with buds action as we sit down with vox this friday evening talk a little bit of this and that we'll be around 8 p.m central united states standard time central time what kind of time is it does anybody really know what time it is what time is it Time for for me to say to you, we'll also be back next Tuesday and every Tuesday, all the Tuesdays, at stream.bullafterbull.com and on the Mighty No Agenda stream. Take it from me, I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I will always be your succubus of the streams, Dame DeLorean. Until next time, bowlers, may your bowls burn. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Yankees, Red Sox, Maris Mantle, Heckle and Jekyll, all the big rivalries in history. Shout out. Shout out. I I like the pot much better. Yes, sir, that is a lot of marijuana. Lots of weed. Puff, 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 pass. Man, what am I smoking? Oh yeah, but bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl dot com. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl dot com.